Canon Filed Edition of All You Can Hear Podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my three cackling co-hosts. Chainsaw Colt. It's JoJo, and I'm the shit in pants devil. It's Wenzel at night. What? Or Wenzel by night, sorry. Okay. (laughs) We're doing a recurring bit there. Yeah. Okay. It's Halloween, or it's Halloween season. Oh, yeah. It's also the thousand year pat. I bet that looks good on the audio, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. we'll, we'll just we'll just go through the sound bank and put in real chainsaw noises. <coughs> yeah. So you can do that. Yeah, we have the power. We have Asshole. the te- we have the technology. You don't think our chainsaw sounds are good enough for you? We'll, we'll, we'll do one right now, Colt. Go. Rum, 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 rum. Watch me. <laughs> Open this You're just making yourself laugh. I mean, that's that's just Wenzel. Uh, so this isn't random noise episode of Not, Not Candy Files, but uh, this is the long-awaited return of the AYCH's seasonal anime review. Uh, thank you all for being so patient uh, because you know it's been a little difficult to get to everything this year, but. We did manage to set aside some time for a very packed, very stuffed anime season, and that's fall 2022. Probably go down on record one of our most anticipated anime seasons. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and say this is the best anime season we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, the yep. reason why we haven't really been doing any this past year is because every season's got like one or two good animes, and the rest are like mid as fuck. Not enough to really dictate dictate an episode, and we don't really want to cover. We'll hit those at some point in the future. At some point, yeah. But this season, as soon as I saw, like, all these huge names in it, I said, we've got to do it. We got to fucking do it. So, so there won't be any uh, any further delay. We have seven series that we'll be discussing today. No spoilers. Well, there will be. (laughs) There will be be a varying degree of spoilers throughout the episode. Just know that going in, in case by some chance you haven't seen some of the shows that we discussed on today's episode. Uh, But what we'll be looking at today, uh, we have Cyberpunk Edge Runners. We have Pop Team Epic. We have My Hero Academia. Season 6. Season 6. We also have Bleach. We have Mob. We have Mob Psycho 100 Season Three. We have Mobile Suit Gundam: Witch from Mercury, and lastly, we have Chainsaw Man. Yep. And of course, you know there's still several other very high quality series that are also out this month and this season. But like, we only have so much time. To, you know, most we like to get to those. We wanted to pick a nice tight bunch to discuss. 
And I mean, normally only do debuting series, but this season we're making it sets because the the quality was just so high, and some of these and some of these returning series are just too big not to discuss. Yep, yep. And plus, with my hero, I feel like we've discussed every single time it's come back, <laughs> more or less. Because, I mean, it's a staple, you know, yeah. for me anyway. That's we're long. gonna keep going until it's over. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and if Vigilantes gets an anime, we'll do it there too. Yeah. So we're going to start our discussion off today with uh, one that debuted probably the earliest in the season, and that's Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Edge Runners. Edge Running, and it's not about edging. It's about being edgy. No, it's not about jerking off and not coming. It's about a... It... Yeah. <laughs> Just shut it right Why's down. Why's everybody so quiet? I was telling you what it's not about. You play as a punk, edging fuckers. You know what? That's the closest you've got it. You know what? We don't. We don't have to do a recap. Yeah, Wenzel got it. Nailed it on the head. Yep. No, but this is a an original series set in the broader universe of the cyberpunk games, and basically, it's about a very a very impoverished young man trying to make his way into towering. Uh, Cyberpunk City. Night City. Night City. That's what it's called. And uh, just basically dealing with the struggles of extreme poverty in the far future, uh, grappling with technology as it sort of dictates all of their lives, and basically just this growing conspiracy around a very important piece of technology. <laughs> Let's get it started. Uh, I, I will defer a little bit to Colt Winslow as they actually played the cyberpunk game in some capacity. So we'll hear more like how this compares to the game. Obviously, this is still an original series, but with some bleed through from the game into this new series. Um, but first impression, as someone who's never played the game, only seen the the, the tales, yeah. uh, I fucking loved it. It was such a stylish, bombastic first episode. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I fucking loved the first episode. As soon as I watched it, like uh, three, four weeks ago, I watched the whole series in one go. Yeah. It's a fantastic series, but for episode one, hooked me, kept me, and held me like a baby. Cyber baby. Uh, like the music and the animation. It's Trigger at its best. In my opinion, this is my favorite Trigger work. And they really went all out here. Cyberpunk put their money to good right here. Not Cyberpunk. CD Projekt Red. Yeah. I, like, it's this is such a weird anomaly because, like, Cyberpunk, when it came out, I mean, a disaster. Like, let's be real. It, and, the thing it was Cyberpunk, the game is... The thing it's is... It's not a bad game at its core. It's just that they fucked up by releasing it broken as fuck. Broken and crunch times and all that stuff because it's a good game, good story, beautiful. Like, it's just, it's a good, like, so much handled poorly. And, but now it's like they've been releasing updates. They finally have it polished. And then Cyberpunk Edge Runners helped it. Like, mm hmm shot up shot it up like over week days over days like uh when this first anime first dropped it was popping off it was number one on steam for like uh i want to say two three weeks yep it was it was insane and like for good reason because again cyberpunk's a good game and edge runners kind of like explores more of that world and i, I watching it i was like fuck this is cyberpunk man and like it made me re-download the game it's it same. was so good as soon as like as episode 
2 was over, I was like, fuck, downloading it right now. I had, no. to, I had to delete some games so I could make No, room. exactly. It was literally episode 2. I was like, I have to re-download it. And I had to delete some games because I was like, fuck, man. Because it's so, it, it makes me want to get back, you know, get back into being like first person in in the world itself. I want to see my chooms. I want to just beat the fuck out of people on the street. Yeah, I want to <laughs> do some absolutely just crazy shit. I want to brain dance getting my shit fucked up. And I have my character ridden by a flashlight like crazy. I want to. I'm referencing the anime because yeah. there's a scene in the anime <laughs> yeah, where yeah. this dude's in broad daylight with a flashlight going to town on his dong, and he's like, "Oh!" I don't think any of those are in the game, are they? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> it, it, was it, trigger it, having fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, what'd you think, JoJo? I I really enjoyed it. I I really loved the style. Everything's very vibrant and pretty. Very, very depressing and very feels very much not that far removed from our reality. Obviously, the technology, but more so the the Orwellian the, like the Orwellian uh, amounts of uh, medical debt. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, which is a very common theme in a lot of the stuff that we watched. I, I will say, like, because when you play Cyberpunk, you know, it's it's definitely not the happiest city or game or anything oh no it's completely but, dark and but violent. uh and that and like that's always with cyberpunk it's always dark but you have the, all these bright colors i think it kind of like gets people into a false sense of security like no like this shit is fucking dystopian it's sad and watching this show i was like fuck cyberpunk's really fucking sad because it was bumming me out but at the same time I'm like i need to watch more i had to cut myself off after episode two because i had shit to do but Jesus. I mean, and, and that's just sort of the hallmark of, like, of not just, like, the game, but just the genre of cyberpunk. You have, like, the, yeah. the glitz and the glamour of, like, this beautiful, stratified, you know, futuristic city, but then, like, you just see just the crushing, like, throes of society where, like, oh, people just live in absolute squalor and, like, the most technologically advanced like human settlement but then like everybody's just scraping by literally like because everybody is is in some part like has like some little cybernetic like accessory or implant yeah and like having to get updates to exist in society it's just like that's like already really fucked up think about and then like oh you don't have your rent you can't get in your apartment and just like fuck it's just like Wow, this is uncomfortably close to what reality it can very realistically become. And I, it's just one thing about this that I really enjoy and think is just interesting is the the rich people, like the one percent super powerful people in this universe. You see a little glimpse of it. They're going through life super happy, super good, but they also converse with the the normal people, the super poor. Because, like, you'll just see people walking down the street as, like, dudes are jacking off or pissing and throwing up. I just thought that was something that was very cool to see, even though that's not really good. Yeah, yeah, because our, our story follows specifically David Martinez. He's a street kid, and he goes to Arasaka Academy, which Arasaka is, like, the biggest corporation in the fucking world. And, and the fact that he's going to a school is, like, that says a lot about him and then about, like, society as well and um yeah i was gonna say like some some things that interest me is like so like trauma team and max tech are like two really interesting like i wouldn't say factions but they're like um groups or whatever because like trauma team it's like it's basically they combined uh 
military or soldiers and security and paramedics paramedics into one so that whenever it has to be a client, it has to be a policyholder. If they're in like a really, really bad accident, trauma team will be there. Literally like four soldiers come out equipped, ready, very tight group, get them in there, get out. Everybody else, just a regular city yep. meat wagon. And then max tech is essentially military. Yeah. They will come down most powerful it, weapons. Yeah. If the, if the police cannot handle cyber psychos or, or like really hard, like, um, cybernetics, then they send in max tech and max tech is like top of the line, top of the line. Like you're like, it, it does a good job of showing in the show too, of like, these guys are like almost impossible to kill. Yeah. Cause they were talking about like their ice is stronger. They don't have to worry about the cyber psycho fucking with them. Yep. It's like anytime, like in the game, like max tech, when, it, when they're called, it's like, fuck. It's like, it's like the scariest fucking thing. It is. It's like end of the world Terminator shit. It, it's it's crazy. And then trauma team, they're just a bunch of fucking dicks. Yeah, you don't have the platinum package. Oh, oh shit! Bye. Wow. The meat wagons when we get you. Like I, I still, I was literally playing through the uh, tutorial prologue kind of thing where you have to go rescue that girl in the game, and whenever you get her out, she's a policyholder. So trauma team was on there, like. It was like 180 seconds or something, and uh, you bring her out, and they're like, they're like, place the person down on the ground, step the fuck back, like yeah. literally, just place her on the ground. Trauma team just pushes you, and they're like, guns train on you, like stay the fuck back, like they're, oh god, they're a bunch of fucking dicks. There's some really, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but there's some really cool things with uh, the the fuck. Why am I, I? I always fucking forget the names. Not Max Tech. Trauma Team. Trauma Team. There we go. Man, my brain's <laughs> well, going. And I, and I try. I talk about them because like when you see them in their vehicles and stuff, their outfits, their designs, they look really cool. But like, man, just a bunch of blue douchebags, <laughs> basically cops. Yeah, there's a scene later that uh, it's like shit, man. These guys are fucked up. Fuck, really? Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> no, like, it, it, I mean, they, they kind of, kind of like feeds like the world because obviously this is based off game. But like, you're not lost watching the first episode if you've never played a, a second of the game. Yeah. But obviously, you have the extra like layer for if you have. Yeah, I, I would say like because I see where people will talk about like we'll get confused about the first part because they'll be like, was that just a simulation? Like, no, that was a that like legit happened. It's a when they say BD, that's a brain dance. You know, it's just a memory taken of somebody who's died and you're reliving it. Or it's uh, it doesn't have to be somebody who died. It can literally just be a recording of somebody's memory. Yeah, it's like in the in-game universe, like, they talk about, like, super fucked up black market BDs. That's what the one you saw at the very beginning of the Cyber Psycho Rampage. They'll be, like, puppy stomping, kitten crushing. Yeah, there's, like... Rape, murder. They're like, what do you want? I got it. You yeah. can't watch those, but those are, like, people you hunt down Yeah, type yeah. shit. You don't want that. Yeah. You don't want stuff like that, yeah, okay? No, when you do hunt down the people, though, that sell that shit, it's so fucking satisfying. Ugh. Because, like, talk about the brain because you, you see, like, this... The intro to the show goes uh, to 150 miles per hour because you have, like, this sort of, like, police setting, like, all the cops are hanging out, and then you see, like, this just fucking, like, a 1980s action hero-looking guy <laughs> with, like mechanical eyes and limbs and he's just like what the fuck you looking at and the cop says and then 
boom, just blows his head off. Tarantino then, blood gushing. It's for real. And then it just it's just like five minutes of this cyber dude, the cyber psycho, as we find out, who just annihilates all of these like I mean tearing into people like their butter. For real. Like the uh the thigh mantis blade that he has, I didn't know like that could ever be implemented, but I was like, "Why the fuck not?" I guess. Like he slaps and the blade shoots out, cuts like cuts this dude this cop in half. The two halves land on the, either end of the car. Oh he God. hits like fucking bullet time, plugs into the matrix. It's going so fast that the cops can't see him. He's literally just pop, 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 pop in the back of the head. It's so good. And the thing is, you can do that in the game too. You you get you can get that specific mm-hmm. upgrade, and you literally like it increases your reflexes so that you're faster than fucking everybody. It's insane. And oh so like he God. he's just causing utter pandemonium, and that's when the super like cybernetic SEAL Team Six comes in mm-hmm. and just cut him out yep it's like without any effort because like you know obviously this dude has some high level tech but then like you know they have the super big wigs and the 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 black hawk copter and then just like you know what nothing around shut him down yep and it's after this guy's death it's like the remnants of that night sort of like what helps like snowball the plot yeah because um uh danny's David. David, excuse me. David's mother works as part of the the paramedic team. Mm -hmm. And as you find out later, she has, like, the remnants of that cyber psycho's, like... Spine. Spine, essentially. Like, his remnants. But before we get to that, it's sort of... It's just the daily life and struggles of David in in the super cyber city. How he goes to school and... Because his mother is sort of, like, working herself to bone just to get him in the door... He's kind of having to go the back alley way to finance school for himself, which means like, oh, there's a new upgrade you have to, you know, to get to be compatible with the school's tech. It's like, but he goes to like some a ripper dock, some like back alley uh, black market dock. It's like, oh yeah, this 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 upgrade's just as good. Short circuits the entire yeah. school and end up having to pay like ten times more just to repair it. Which, by the way, Ripper Docs are the guys who put in your implants and stuff. Yeah. That's why he calls them Doc, but they're all called They're Rip- like, you know, back CD. Like, everything Everything is CD, but he's like the CD back alley Docs. Yeah. And his mom is like, D- David, you can't do doing this. I'm, I'm working myself to the bone to help you out. You have a lot of potential. If you get a... If, if you're able to go through the school... You have a, a much better chance in life than I could ever give you, or I could ever have for myself. And it's like this really touching moment, just yeah. like how, like, sincere and realistic that is. How like parents just like work themselves to death to help their kid, just for the possibility of a better life. And then all that's ripped away, yeah. and just like in the in the most like heartbreaking fashion, just like literally this moment between a mother and her son is cut short by like gang warfare essentially yeah, like, like these, as soon as i saw those cars pull up to either window i was like don't oh uh, yeah is exactly i, was I like, don't like this. this is a fucking crossfire waiting to happen I, just, I, 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 oh, I saw them i was like oh god damn it no 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 and then sure enough like these two like these two like rival like cyber gangs just like just like unload at each other and, and their car is just caught in the middle and so they end up cr- crashing pandemonium and then like Literally, David and his mom are just, like, flung out, you know, tangled in the car, thrown out in the street. And, and then the paramedics, they arrive, and they're just like, wait, 
they're not a policyholder. Bye, bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're literally just bleeding out in the street. It's it's so fucked up. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. I, that moment between mother and son, I was like, you know, that's how if you're a parent, that's how you should be like. Look, I worked really hard. I'm sorry, but it, it's you know it's to make sure you get a better life because I know I know you're so good. Then then the fucking parents guilt tripping you, being like, well, uh, uh, I worked my ass off, so blah blah blah. Like, no, that's how you fucking do it. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure somebody said that's still guilt tripping, but like that's just putting into a realistic perspective what this it, is. It's, I guess it, it explains it better. It's like. It's like her, like being truthful. I'm like, well, I've been busting my ass to help you. Like, literally, like I, this is for you to have a better life. And it is true. Like, if you're fucking corpo or shit, like so much better. But goddamn, fucked up. And then, like, he's able to like at least stabilize his mother's condition by going to that seedy back alley dot that he knows. But he's still like. But it's still, it's still, you get like just how just bleak and hopeless the world is. It's like, oh yeah, uh, even though this is like an unlicensed doctor, you still have to pay out the ass for this and that. And he gets just like all this, and he's just trying to make it through. He has to break into his own house because they they're late in their rent. It's just like, fuck, that's dystopian and like could possibly happen. So he tries to go back to school the next day, but then. You know the the school the rich kids the school bullies are just like hey kid fuck you because you're poor and then Bruce Lee kung fu <laughs> upgrades and just whips his ass and and like the garbage and shit. Yeah, I love the way he kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because like whenever he's like punching, whenever he's punching in front of him, it's like damn. This guy, you're you know, outmatched. Just go. It's like Please. he knows exactly what he's doing. He has complete muscle control and is fucking stupid. <laughs> like Jesus. And then it, it, there's just another heartbreak in the episodes. Like, he gets his ass whooped, gets mashed in the trash, and he goes back to the doctor to check on his mom, and he's like, hey, your mom's about to die, kid. So No, I'll, no. No, like, she died. On the phone, he's like, hey, your mom was doing well. She's dead now. Yeah. Um, Come get her shit. And then, and, and then it's like a really, like... This, the dialogue there is like, I thought you said she was stable. And he's like, well, I mean, uh, not really. Like, when you have this kind of insurance, uh, she was already weak anyway, so she was going to die. It's like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? Like, if you want better experience, uh, you should have had better insurance. Yeah, you should have you should have been a corpo, man. And, and, then he get, and then he has to buy payment plans for her funerary services, yeah. which the cheapest one, obviously, is to cremate and basically get her earn like a fucking soda can yeah like there, there's there's like a like a vending machine like uh cremator just like plunks out her urn like as a can and here's just, your mom yep and meanwhile it's just playing over these messages of like oh here's the payment plan for the for the cremation here's the school calling back You're like oh this is all the money that you owe for us having to reboot our systems Here's a landlord calling you for like you know if you don't Ran, pay your money yeah. you're gonna get. And then here's the bully like yeah your mom sucked dick too bad she's dead. Yeah she couldn't have been that good if she fucking died in a car accident like Jesus like this guy th- uh, this kid needs to fucking die yeah. like God man uh, it's so fucked up because like it's so insane because it's like you have to pay for uh, laundry you have to pay for rent you have to pay for other utilities you have to pay for insurance you have to pay for funerary services you have to pay to go to school you have to pay for repairs yet like like everything's a subscription there's service. like yeah and it's just like 
you know, this isn't too fucking far off, and it pisses me off already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like basically like there's there's nothing that you can personally own in the world. Like everything is like rented, and it can be taken away at a, at a moment. So it was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously, David, it's just like almost catatonic. It's just like how hopeless can this Sorry. get? Wow, stealing a cannon bit. Uh, but he has. He has like one ace in the hole. He kind of figures out because he realizes that the piece of tech that his mom recovered on the on the uh, the crime scene is like high end military grade like cybernetics. And it's like, hey, if I could sell this, I could get money. But then, like at this point, money is not the issue. The world, it's just it's too fucked up, and he can't possibly reimburse all of these services. He's not like, fuck it, I'm just gonna fuck up. Put this shit in me. Yep, and and that's how it ends. The the Ripper doc, fucking dude's watching a fucking brain dance of somebody else getting absolutely fucking fucked. <laughs> it's like some. And like, he had his own flashlight. And he machine. had his own flashlight too. He's like ah. Like he, he like he has this VR of like these three like like cyber hooker just like riding his dick. It just Fuck. it's just like it just like the the perversity of the future is just like unmatched. Yep. So that's that's the first that's episode. first episode. That's first man. episode. It had me hooked. Yeah, I, I fucking love it. I'm just saying, yep. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna watch it all. <laughs> you fucker already did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give it a chance. Uh, play the game too. I, you know, I hear it's good now. Is yeah. it good now? Yes. Yeah. It, absolutely. It it's- was good at the start, but the glitches made it bad. Like. I couldn't beat the game because the glitches were that bad. I will but say, now they're not there. I will say to PS, that extent. PS4 and Xbox, or yeah, PS4. Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, I wouldn't play them. No, <laughs> just, they, they, they just gave up on that. Just don't even kind try. of. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I figure they would. If you want, if you have a PS5 or or a Xbox Series X. Buy the last gen version so you can get a free upgrade. Yeah, you'll get a free upgrade and they'll continuously add updates and stuff. But like PS4 and, and Xbox One, they were just like, "We got it to satisfactory. We're done. We're not gonna do yeah. anything else." That's that's what they said actually. Oh like, well, uh, well. <laughs> a, little, a little sad. But hey, this episode for Cyberpunk, it was sad, but it's still really fucking awesome. So th- th- a very strong recommendation from us. Yeah, I'm. Re- I'm- thinking about finishing this this is really sick also yeah. capitalism is a death cult yep yeah <laughs> absolutely you know, i th- you know i think everyone here would love it it's only 10 episodes very yeah. short and i watched it in the afternoon oh yeah because we didn't just talk about the fucking first episode how we all loved it yeah we all might like this show well you don't know if you'll like the cat stomping scene it's not a thing but, but that was in um the animatrix though was it? Was it? Yeah. Or, or there's a point where there's when a robot's killing a dude and he like he's like flinging his cats against the wall and go. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Damn, that's almost like JoJo. Not what JoJo. the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what? what JoJo's bizarre doing? adventure, you know where? Oh, with the dogs. Yeah. The dogs for some fucking reason. A Rocky bitch. Yeah, that's his thing. He loves killing dogs. Anyway, yeah. Uh, go look. Go on Netflix, but also fuck Netflix. Hey, we're all borrowing someone's Netflix, so hook, find one of your friends, get their login, and watch Cyberpunk. Yep. It's pretty rad. All right, moving on to our second series is actually the second season of this series. 
It's the return of Pop Team Epic. Pop Team Epic. That's me doing Bob Team Epic. Yeah. Bob Team Epic. Uh, and we re- we covered Pop Team Epic when it first came out 2018? 28 years ago. Yeah, 28 years ago. Which, it, fe- it feels like a long time ago. But, like, it, hey, it, it's more of just these rapid-fire bits and skits that you love from the first season, but with, like, a hell of a lot more of a budget. Yeah, yeah. I got that budget here. Because I, I, <laughs> I just fucking love the bit of the first episode of the new season. It's straight up. Like a opening for a Tokusatsu series, like they nailed that so well. Endless love, that's what it's called. And it's it's just this this segment is just us talking about the bits. Like uh, yeah, that I means that's what the show is. That's it's what bits. the show is. It's just bits. It's it's just like a an animated sketch show, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and that's how it started out. It was just a bunch of little comics. Yeah, like yeah. the four coma four panel comics. Yep. And like the first ten. 12 minutes of this show is the female cast uh, voicing uh, Pippi and uh, Papuko. Yep. And then the second half is the male voices. Yep. And, like, there's, like, some very minor differences in dialogue between the two versions. So, like, if you have, like, one flavor of the show you can do, you're just, like, watching the whole damn thing like we did. Yeah. They'll definitely catch, like, a little, some of the little variances throughout and, like, this episode's a hoot. Like, it was a really funny first episode. Yeah, if I had to pick a favorite bit, it's the Chocobo bit. Because, like, <laughs> they got that uh, Square Enix money involved, and uh, they just had, like, after the found footage bit was over, they just had a little dance party. Yep. Which, like, <laughs> how the first bit opens up kind of like Blair Witch. just, like, grainy video footage of them walking the woods, and Chocobo attacked, and then they just do the little Chocobo dance. And then there's a little jump scare at the end with... Them just it just Woo. zooms in. Woo. I mean, the first one of two jump scares on the episode. Oh yeah, the Bob <laughs> Team Epic. I love the Bob Team Epic I because they Bob make the fucking it just looks rancid, like like crazy as fucking. I love it because it, its style is like it's still art and it's still fucking awesome. And, and it makes me feel disgusted. It feels yeah, it fucking makes, makes me feel. Me feel it's, like, it, it's kind of like they just went like full like adult swim with it just like yeah. just like the grotiest ugliest version of this character. It's been like they, they it had like the little stylized cat mouth and like the regular uh, Peepa Me and Papuku. But then just like they their mouth look like nuts. I was about <laughs> to say the mouth looks like their gums are are sticking out and ah. it's just like no teeth. And uh their voices are a little different. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. And honestly, I fuck. I I don't even remember what it was about. It was something it like. It was like, let me tell your fortune, fortune for today. And then look at this stained glass. And then immediately, Papuko comes out. It's like, oh, acorn, oh, acorn. It's like that's your fortune. I got scared when I first saw that. It actually scared me. I didn't expect it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I would say my favorite bit besides that would be like the first one where they're like. They're dancing and they're like, "What's the thing that makes you unique?" I love it. I love it. And so, like, basically, uh, Papako is trying to show off this like special trick she can do. They gets increasingly more bizarre, but people me can do the exact same trick. Just like, well, if you can do all the things I do, what makes me special? Then, like, well, let's find out. And it's like this grand musical number. It's so fucking good, especially when like they're dancing and then like now your turn and then. Like I'm sorry, my friend's feet don't have any flair. <laughs> like, They're like, the doctor. Peepa Me has like this like tap dance sequence, and she's like, "Your turn!" And she 
does the exact same. It sounds like somebody dancing on a tin roof. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even the same town. And just like at the doctor, it's like she has a serious medical condition. <laughs> uh, oh, that, and then at the very end, they finally, Papago finally figures it out. They can wink with both eyes. And then literally Peep and Me just like, just has Whoa. like a, a stun, like blank. It, you got it, girl. You, got you, did, it. you figured it out. Scissors. Yeah, the male version, it just said scissors. When they do the peace, peace sign. sign. Which now I'm going to do that for fucking ever. Scissors. No peace. Scissors. Well, no, it has to be within the AYC8 scan. He had to say bunny fingers. Oh, um. <laughs> uh, eto. Bleh. V for vendetta. What is this? Anyway, uh, <laughs> also, I really like B side because they bring back the classic bit. Like, nah, nah. Nah, nah. Nah, nah. Where, where, where Papako, the shorter of the two, is like punching Peep and Me in the stomach. And it's like, are you mad? No. No. But it's but it, but in this version, it's they're like drawn like girl yaoi characters. Lesbian yaoi. Yeah. And, um, no, they're boys, aren't they? I mean, they're wearing boy uniforms. Yeah. But I they, 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 the still, they just look like... Like detailed anime versions yeah. of themselves. Yeah, I thought it was like a boys' love parody. Which I like, you know, I can't remember because we talked about like that bit being like us, but I can't remember which one we said was uh, like, like you're the punching one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I was I was gonna say I was like I could I like I was like I could have sworn I was Papuko because I because like uh, it's are like, you mad? <laughs> Papuko is like the more like. I guess like manic and more like energetic character, and Peep and Me is definitely like the more like restrained and like demure character. She's still insane. Though. I mean, obviously, but <laughs> she's definitely like the, you have to have like the the, the the balance of the two, and she's the more reined in, yeah, heavy air. Because voice. like you know, obviously, like Popico will flip people off, and I do that too. Um, and then whenever Popico is like, "You're all shit, absolute shit," that is also me. But then Peep and Me is like one that's appalled, and so like. Obviously, between Colt Wenzel, Wenzel's Papako, and Colt is peeping me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, uh, any other bits? Joe, you have a favorite bit? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's just all, all the ones that you've said. Yeah. Fun time. Some good bits. Although, you know, I kind of want to see Joe, like, cosplay as peeping me. <laughs> We're very good. Hey, no. hey that, that's a great bit. We... Since there's four of us, and we we have a similar dynamic, it's like I could be Papuko of me and Joe, and Joe be peeping me. Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides, Colt has the long hair. Oh yeah, and then I could put mine in the double. Oh um, fuck, you could. Yeah, double Shit. pigtails. <laughs> we have we have two sets of uh, Papuko and peeping me. Yep. Hell yeah. That'd be a good bit. See, see, we we do a live action version of AYCH. Popped in that bit, but then you two do it first, and then we do the exact same show with with Joe and me. <laughs> yeah, actually, okay, that's actually kind of fun. TM 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 TM. Write TM, that down. TM. Uh, well, I think you know that, that's kind of short. That's Pop Team Epic. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's like fifteen minutes one way or the other, or both together. It's half an hour, but hey, a lot of fun, a lot of great bits. Can't wait to get back on the Pop Team train. Had a great time with it. And uh, moving on to our next one. My Hero Academia. My Hero. Uh, Deku. Uh, I, we will do it. <laughs> All Might. Number one hero. You damn nerd. What? Yeah, we, we accidentally watched the dub for this season. Fuck. Uh, so this is the sixth 
season premiere uh, 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 no, uh, My Hero Academia. Now, I will defer to um, Colton Wenzel to sort of get us up to speed on that because since neither Joe and myself are completely caught up with My Hero, we'll sort of let them discuss what happens in this season opener. I was about to say, like, how actually, how are we going to... I can, I can start it off. I don't like that look. You just it's so... God damn it, why'd you have to fucking make me laugh? <laughs> so it starts off with Mirko oiling up. Oiling up. <laughs> so she... She starts shaking ass. No, she doesn't. I don't have a way to start. I, I, I don't know. I, I had a bit, but you made me laugh. <laughs> fucking... Um, I mean, because like... You know, spoilers, obviously, but, like, I, I don't know what to We're say. We're not going to say too much. Because, cause like, it takes place... So, they're starting a new arc, literally right off the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, It's called the board arc, and mm-hmm. there's a war between the heroes and the villains. And if you know anything about that in last season, you know it's a pretty... This is probably going to be their longest... Um, This por- is the... This is the longest arc, I this think. This is the high, the highest moment before... The biggest moment. Yeah. So, like, th- this is brought, like, this is, yeah, two major moments. This is one of them. Um, and we see. <laughs> we well, see- well, obviously, we, you know, dancing around spores, I guess, as you can, but also we, we still have to discuss this bit. So, like, you're not really going to, like, hurt too many feelings, but just so, like, or you can just keep it simple as to say, what were your impressions of the episodes? Like, favorite, like, po- points that had happened? Mirko. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Case, for all the listeners, in case you don't know, Mirko is one of the professional heroes in the My- one of the top professional fucking heroes in My Hero Academia. With the strongest thighs, because she uh, she she's a <laughs> she's a very muscle bound, very physical, very uh, attractive to some out a there. A very beautiful, fucking gorgeous woman. Uh, who's also has her superhuman ability is that she's very rabbit-like in her appearance. She has rabbit ears and a little rabbit tail and rabbit paws. Her quirk is rabbit. It's yeah. where she can do what a rabbit does, but better. Um, like her ears, her her tail, everything. That's her legs are those are insanely strong. Yeah, those are literally all part of her body. Um, yeah, her her legs are like obviously that's like the highlight of her power is her legs. And you really see that in episode one and two. Um, because I went ahead and watched episode two because Mirko is my fucking favorite hero. And uh, that's where you really... Literally, the second episode is called Mirko, the number five hero, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that it's really about the start of this um, infiltration. Um, her fighting. Uh, you also... Something I never fucking imagined. This isn't really a spoiler for anything. But like... When she, it, it it's not in the manga, but when she activates her quirk, technically, be, her quirk's active all the time. But because like she's just humanoid she, rabbit. Yeah, she's like a yeah. But uh, when she like goes out, her, her literally her thigh muscles like they bulge. They bulge out. It's like really, I did not expect that. <laughs> this is like the uh, animators putting in that kink. They're like, this is for you. We know what this is. I will say, like, everybody, and I'm. it's so funny because like, I'm seeing the anime only, so they're like, god damn. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah! Meanwhile, us all manga onlys are like, I'm not, not going to do anything. Manga onlys know what we're like. 
Yeah. Yeah, all the margaritas you know. Because, like, goddamn. Because, like, just uh, just from, like, my casual viewing of, like, where I'm not caught up to is, like, obviously, Mirko's just, like, she's a really cool character, but also people are really fucking horny for her. But I'm I'm curious to see, like... Because she's hot. No way. Whoa. (laughs) But I'm really curious to see how this developed because like I know approximate things that happen in this particular portion of the series and like the heroes versus villain arc but hers like it's got, it's got some of like the, the craziest stuff in the series up to a point because I know it, after this is when it really hits a peak when like they're just like balls to the wall we're not pulling any punches yeah so ab- I, absolutely so I definitely think this 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 is definitely like building, like this. This is building to like a crescendo. Like this, will, what what will push us to like what's essentially toward like the, I wouldn't say maybe necessarily end game, but like it's definitely this is when the stuff really gets serious. Yeah, yeah. like the like the like the kids are like really to their death. I mean, obviously every season like crazy bullshit have to deal with, but this is like up to this point the most serious situations they probably dealt with. Let's just say. Uh, the fun, like, class learning stuff that you, you're you used to from the first five class training seasons, it's not going to be as much uh, happening anymore. Like, go ahead and take that notion out of your head because it's just straight up brutality. Like, yeah. like and, like, it really starts off really well with Mirko, and it just goes from there. Um, it's yeah. crazy. If I had to pick a favorite thing from this episode, it easily goes to my boy Johnny. And his little Jordans. Oh my god! Like this isn't a huge spoiler because Rest John- in peace, Johnny. Johnny is there for like five seconds of screen time. He's a little head. Can you look up Johnny real quick on your phone? Johnny. Uh, I'll, okay. Johnny Nomu. Johnny Nomu, My Hero Academia. Yeah. Just look at this. Look little, at that dude. Look at this little guy. He's on screen for a total of like six to ten seconds. Johnny and he- what? Nomu. N O M U. N O M U. Yeah. He's on screen for like because 10 seconds. That's what he is. He and is. he immediately gets fucking killed. And it's so fucking funny. There he is. <laughs> He's got his Jordans. Oh. He got them Jordans. Yeah, oh my God. The, yeah. Oh Lord. Yep. It's rest in peace. That's my favorite moment episode is him dying because it's so funny. It's, it's really funny. And also too, well... He needed to die. Yeah, um, he was suffering, but was it was because funny. Like, let, like, let it be clear that like... That is like not good. Uh, that that is uh, an abomination. Because by now, oh man, would that be a spoiler? Like what the Nomu are? Well, yeah. Well, well, like I guess. Well, I guess maybe for Joe. Like I'm aware of what the Nomu are. Basically, because yeah. like because like these characters are like these like brutal monsters. They're like kind of like in the ploy, in the employ employ or the servitude of the villains. And basically, I guess without it spo- like giving too much away. Basically, there's like these beings created by science and they just sort of exist in a very like brutal, like Spartan fashion. Like they're there to be like the kind of like the guerrilla warfare fighters for like some of the villainous characters. And like they all have like kind of differing designs, but one of the most commonality features is they have like an exposed brain. Yeah. And... There, if for for Joe, that's the uh, the big brain thing that yeah. All Might fights in the first season. But the okay. big like three hundred punch, like yeah, that's the first no move, like signature scene of the first season, and 
And just seeing, like, how, like, deranged and, like, grotesque some of the Nomu's get later on in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, once you find out, like, a, like a dark secret to what the Nomu are and how they're produced, it's like, oh, fuck. That's really fucked up. Yeah, no, like, My Hero Academia, because on the surface, it, it's definitely, like, you know, you're dealing with heroes and hope and fighting. But, like, also, too, it's, like, it's all really fucking dark and it's so fucking good and watch it yeah like this season i would say first episode fantastic it was a little bit of setup but it got right into the it action. got right into it thank fucking god yeah. uh but this season super important for the anime because last season a lot of people didn't like it. i thought it was fine but uh this anime uh season is super important because this arc in the manga like we said super important as well i'm saying super important because it it's is super important this is important it's super important so like because like last last arc it was all set up. It literally sets up for the war arc, which is this arc. And you got to watch it because then this sets up end game and everything else. Because that, that's what, that's something I do know is that because the fourth season is like them fighting the Yakuza and like all, all the stuff. But then I know a lot of people either just kind of like ho-hum on this, on this, the passage because like it is like a lot of buildup and it may not be have like the same sort of high intensity of action, but like you know, they can't pop off every all the time, so they they have to come down a little bit to go back up. And like, just from like the the pages of the manga that I found for like what corresponds to this you know section, it's like holy shit! Like Horikoshi went nuts for this segment, and he like, goes nuts all the time in the manga. Like the first uh, hundred or so chapters, they're good. But when he gets better at his art, he just draws visual. It's not porn, but it's porn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, not 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 porn in the the literal sense of it. But it makes like, you want to gush. Eye candy. It's yeah, it's yeah. eye candy. It, it, like, you're just you're just in awe. Like how good is it? Although I will say this one picture, Mirko, is pretty. I know it's it's a. It's a I would say it's a little bordering on pornographic. I mean, yeah. she's still badass killing like all these like mutated science monster but then like you see you see that thing yeah um yeah uh <laughs> Hor- i mean horikoshi stated in an interview that murko is like his favorite character and hero to draw yeah which yeah which is like yeah 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 we, we, yeah we can tell we can tell no like you are naked you can, you can practically see her pussy in i'm talking picture. to horikoshi <laughs> <laughs> no because like every time you look at that image it's like like motherfucker, like he had to have drawn it and then like covered it up. <laughs> yeah, like he just he, he starts he draws her naked and then put clothes on top of her. That's kind of how it feels. So yeah, American and and Japan superhero comics like clasping hand emoji, just like tits out superheroines. But I I'm I'm I definitely do plan to catch up because I know it it just from word of mouth how crazy and how severe things get in this show it's a pretty night and day comparison to where what this series has been up to this point yeah oh yeah yeah check it out check it out all right we're gonna take a break real quick we'll get on to our next series hang tight welcome back everybody part two of our fall 2022 anime review and we have another shonen jump series we're going to talk to you about it's the long-awaited finale of the Bleach series, a thousand-year war arc. And thousand-year blood war. 
And it's been a long time coming because it's been literally 10 years since the original Bleach series ended. 2012 was the last time the anime was out, man. That's crazy. Because I, I remember watching the last episode of Bleach like 10 years ago. It was just like, fuck me, that's insane. Uh, again, the, and the series ended proper in 2016. Was still like, fuck, was it that long ago too? Time is making me want to wither into dust. But uh, a little bit of revitalization because Bleach has returned with a very snazzy new season. And they put the money into this new season. Yeah, like where Boruto was missing their budget, this is where their budget went. Because it's the same studio. Parrot? Parrot? Piero? Piero? P-I-E-R-R-O-T? Perot? Something like that. Anyways, they've animated Naruto, Shippuden, Bleach, Boruto... Now, thousand year blood war, and they they you really see where the money because not only is it just like really well animated, but also it's very stylish with like sort of the accoutrements in the series too. Like basically the intro and the outro have like these little like text overlays and like the the three D zampato bits mm-hmm. look great too. I don't know what those are. And the only, <laughs> the Which, only there's, there's a bit I wanted to get to about you regarding this series in a, in a moment. The only bad parts of the show that I think look bad are the hollows. The thing is, I understand why they look like that. It's because there's so many of them, they have to mass animate them. Yeah. And they are not important. They will not come back after this first episode. Hollows are completely out the door. It's all <laughs> kinky blood warfare. Because, I, well, I think Edge Runners has a leg up, and like, if you if you're not accustomed to this world, you. We probably won't feel too lost, but like I feel, if you haven't, if you have never seen a second of Bleach, I don't know how much this will be completely like congruent. Mm. But I think Winslow has some feelings on that. Okay, because I watched it. Don't get me wrong; it was good. Had no idea what the fuck was happening, and then I say this to Cole, and it's like, well, you don't really need to know. You don't really need to know. It's like watching a Saturday, like a Friday, or a Saturday morning, Friday morning cartoon, like Power Rangers. You can just pop in the fucking fifth episode, watch it, and just be completely fine. That's psycho. Shit. I was like, no, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, first question: Why is it lady's boobies so big? Or he may dog. Okay, or number he two: What's an Arakanar, whatever? What the fuck's a Bankai? Why are these? Why is there this organization? What exactly are Hollows? Why are there people floating in the sky with an open door? What's this group? I literally asked all of this, and Colt was just like, "What?" Just like I was like, I was like, I literally told him like, you know what? We're, I'm gonna bring this up to Pat and JoJo, and they're gonna fucking deal with this. Because like I, I do. You said you watched, but I'm just like. Wenzel has not seen Bleach. He's not read Bleach. There is no way he's going to know what the fuck is happening. I know. I said that. And Cole was like, well, I, he was like, I didn't, I had to wait till like episode or chapter 100 or whatever. And I, I'm fine. And then <laughs> I was like, what about, and then he was like, what about Naruto? And he was like, Naruto's different. What do you mean it's different? And plus like, this is the final story arc. There's literally... Hundreds of episodes, hundreds of chapters. You're feeding up, me, Pat. You're feeding me up right to this, now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love the bit. I love the bit. Colt was just it's like, you just no selling. Yeah, you can come in, 
You'll, he's you'll been, he's, pick it right up. This motherfucker has been saying, has been saying. <laughs> look at him. I know. I know. That did this on purpose. He's been. No, you're a fucking liar. Anyway, he's been saying. He's like, you don't need. He's like, it's fine. You, you know, you don't really need to like know anything. And then Tanner was the same fucking thing. Tanner was like, yeah, I don't really need any context. And like, yeah, they ha- Tanner had to be on that bit. No, I was gonna say if Colt was doing a bit, Tanner definitely was not on a bit because you know he's. Uh, I did not message him before then. I was about to say I was like, there's no fucking way Tanner's on this bit. Tanner is just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously there, there's there's a lot to unpack. Uh, this because this is the the conclusion of a very long running showing series, but essentially what this is, it basically it is a restart. Of the anime to pick up uh, and and to complete the uh, for the final portion. So basically, it, it, it's about um, if you don't know anything about Bleach, Ichigo Kurosaki is a uh, is a high schooler who um, who obtains the power of the death god Shinigami. Shinigami are these it's this organization uh, individuals a part of the Soul Society who are in charge of burying souls to the afterlife. And basically, he was sort of put in a situation where he took on the powers illegally and to save his to save his loved ones. So, yeah. and these the the Soul Reapers, as they're called in the English uh, translation, or Shinigami, they fight off the corrupted evil spirits called Hollows, yeah. which is the monsters you saw. It's these get. spirits that do not get any help to be passed on. That's why they have holes in their chest. Is because there was a chain initially attached to your soul. And that once that chain is ripped out, you become a hollow. Basically, you're just like a lost, monstrous soul. And then if you're wondering what an car is, it's essentially a stronger hollow. They go to Hueco Mundo, which is essentially hell. And once they go there, they fight and eat other hollows to become stronger. And once they get strong enough, they become humans. Like, not humans, but they get human forms back. And they're extremely powerful. So basically, like he's just like a highly evolved hollow. They sort of like essentially regain their human form in a way. But they're also kind of like an amalgamation of all the the lost souls that they ate. Obviously, yeah. this is info dump. Yeah. You're, you're, this is like coming into the final exam and trying to cram for it. No, I'm cramming. Yeah, you're cramming. All right. I, so, basically, and you you see Ichigo's crew, which you have. Uh, Ichigo's the, 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 redhead, the redhead with the gigantic sword. And the swords in this series are called Zampato. It literally means soul cutter. It's what allows mm-hmm. them to fight. And he ha- he has his team. He has Orhime. That's the girl with the great big boobies. Why? Because that's just what Kubo wants. Because because it's anime, and obviously this kid would have double D tits. Because not even the biggest in the series. No, there, no, no. There, there is one character who. That's God scary. fucking bless. Hold on, we, we Rangiku. I fucking Rangiku, love Rangiku. Yeah. Rangiku is one of the one of the Shinigamis. She's uh, you'll you'll meet her later. She, and she looks good in the uh, anime, like in the new Thousand Year Blood War season. Like he did a okay. redesign on her, and her hair looks so good. So Winslow's looking to picture that picture of Rangiku. Or, oh my! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that's um, Orhime. His uh, his best friend is uh, Yasutora Sato, or he or he's called Chad. He is mm-hmm. a um, half Japanese, half Mexican. A student and he his power has he has two um super powerful supernatural arms one mm-hmm. arm his left arm is for offense and his right arm is for defense as mm-hmm. you saw the re- the white arm is offensive yeah the, the white arm is the one that blasted a demon skull into the side of an apartment complex yeah 
I just uh, I just think that's so fucking funny because what about the people there? Their lights were on. I was like, those people are fucking dead. Well, no, it doesn't really count because it's soul damage. It's, and it was cool. Okay. I mean, it's it's just for the effect because that was a pretty sick move when he just like bump, 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 hit all those and they go flying and the impact makes a perfect skull on the building, El Muerte, because he has the right arm is the right arm of the giant and then the left arm of the devil. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And Chad's very uh, famous for he's uh, Mexican and I don't know if he's Mexican and Japanese. He's, he's mestizo, which is uh, mixed heritage. Yeah, he yeah. just said that. Okay. But uh, in the manga, it's so important to him. He's like my uh, grandpa. He's like super. He's the Mexican side. He's from Mexico. And he's like, I got to do this for my grandpa. And uh, that's why he talks to spirit. The beginning of the anime, he talks to a bird that uh, goes on to afterlife. And I think it's fun later in this. I'm just talking to Bleach now. <laughs> and later, he just meets him in the afterlife. He's like, oh, my God, the little bird boy. It's it's just nice. I love Chad. He's my, he's like top five favorite Bleach character. Because he, he's like the gentle giant. He's obviously like just, he's, he's supposed to be like 18, 17 years old, just built like a like the rock essentially yeah. it's like it's like the the meme of like uh terry cruz from uh brooklyn 99 it's like i'm a 12 year old boy and he's just a giant strapping man yeah <laughs> uh and then they have the uh, final member of his team uryu ishida who he's a, he's a boy with glasses and he has this little tiny handheld bow and arrow and he's a part of this heretofore previously known to be extinct uh, race of spiritualists called the uh, Quincy, Quincy, depending on how you pronounce it. Basically, they ran ran afoul of the Soul Society because they would also hunt down the lost spirits, but they would d- utterly destroy them with mm-hmm. their power, not knowingly, of course, because they didn't realize. Because in the the real world and spirit world, are, I have to maintain a relative balance of spirits on one side versus the other, because the King Quincy's were destroying these souls it caused an imbalance in reality and so because that shift in reality threatened to destroy reality the the soul society did one of their many heinous shadowy deeds and exterminated this entire race yeah mm-hmm. and one of the most evil soul reapers is mayuri uh chizo Chizo uh, uh mayuri kurasuchi kurasuchi he's the guy with the crazy face paint like the head yeah bonnet. oh and he has like the baby bond yeah kind. oh god fuck that thing because because he's like this evil amoral like uh scientist basically like his sword he he, he is able to uh, turn into like this weird like uh like genetically mutated like monster caterpillar baby very grotesque mm-hmm. very horrific i mean you probably dig it for design oh like. yeah he looks sick like he's essentially immortal because like uh whenever he dies he just says i'm gonna turn into goo he just turns into goo and slithers off he's uh <laughs> he's a freak of nature and so obviously this is bleach 101 <laughs> essentially this segment but um he, he's a part of the science division and he was he was the one that was personally involved and oversaw the execution of the uh, the Quincy. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And and, right and uh, Ishida uh, Uryu had like a like a brutal fight with him. When that was his most epic scene in the entire series. Is the first time he fought him. Yeah, and so obviously there there's Uryu's supposed to be like you know the rival the the Sasuke for yeah. Ichigo. He used to be a lot shittier at the very beginning of the series. Now he's chilled out. So he's definitely he's cool now. But then, because they have these new, two new Shinigami, 
who arrive onto the beat to be the basically patrol the area, the town that Ichigo lives in. Basically, not important anymore after this first episode. By the th- way, this is just sort of to re to reset the plate, essentially. Um, just sort of like, hey, hey, um, Ichigo, you know, we we appreciate what you do, but also we want to take some burden off of you, or like you know, whatever shadowy things the Soul Society is up to. And they're attacked by an Iran car, which, as we said before, is a a hall that sort of regained its human form through like the cannibalization of other lost souls. And this Iran car was sort of adopted into the what seems what seems to be the the revitalization of the Quincy's. Basically, like this was an exterminated race and a comeback for revenge on the Soul Society for their genocide, essentially. Speaking German. Yeah, that's their whole thing. They're essentially uh, spirit Nazis. Okay, so so there's definitely that that aspect of them. Obviously, the original when these characters were established like 20 years ago, they didn't have that far planned. So because like the, the bad guys, they really lean on like the Nazi imagery. Yeah, the Von den Reich. The Von den Reich is what? Yeah, I know that's what they were called. They, it's just, they, this division of the Quincy. It, it, it just threw me off whenever the the guy was fighting Ichigo and he started speaking German. I was like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck? And um, basically, this Avancar is kind of like a ploy to kind of goad Ichigo into using this Bankai. The, what the Bankai is, it's sort of the the ultimate power of their source. Zanpato have a ability where upon the the recital of an incantation, they transform their sword into like a something else, like yeah, their final form, essentially. So you have like initial form, like you know somebody's ability to transform their their basic katana into like a scythe or a whip, or, you know, it's like a like a new form, and then only the most powerful or the most plot important um, Shinigami have ability to go one step further, the ultimate version of that, which is Bankai. Shikai is the initial form. And then you have Bankai, which is the final form, and uh, these the, the, these new Quincy have a bit of technology that allows them to essentially steal the ultimate power mm-hmm. of their of the soul of the Soul Reaper to Shinigami and use that against them. But they couldn't steal Ichigo's for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> Not going to spoil anything for future things. So basically, but there's that's something important. There's a bit of a mystery why even the, some of the strongest Soul Reapers. Like you, what the one you saw that gets like fucking nailed to the wall by a giant spear arrow. He had crazy. his bonkai. Skull. He was an extremely the fun thing I looked into his character is he is one of Yamamoto's oldest men in his squad, and that was the first time he activated his uh, bonkai, and I want to say hundreds of years. Yeah, and uh, that was the first time he activated. Instantly murked. Get fucking, fucking nailed killed. to the wall, Jesus! Like, it's all because he got his bonkai stolen immediately. And the fact that he was so, uh, like, getting beat bad that he had to activate after all this time and immediately gets wrecked, so good. And the fact, oh, man, and then Old Man Yamamoto, in the manga, it's a lot cooler, but whenever the uh, squad of uh, Walks fucking SS hits up, they're like, wow, you don't even have any good security. And he's like, I'm here. I'm the only security I need. No, I mean, that was still kind of badass. I, I know, but in the manga, he's got, like, heavy art eyes, oh, yeah. like, dark shadows, and he looks so fucking intimidating. There's, there's a lot of really just, like, just impressive moments in the manga. Not to say, like, there, there aren't, because this episode looks sick as fuck. And, like, as someone who's gone through the peaks and valleys, in my opinion, the, the final arc of Bleach, 
uh, as I'm sure we'll have our debates in the future. But that there's a there's a lot of really strong moments in the first half, and I think what will help my sort of discontent with how the series ended is I feel like this anime will sort of not only sort of flesh out the parts that maybe a little weaker, but also kind of basically give it a chance to be its final version because Bleach kind of got canceled at the end because it just like was wasn't doing the same number, so they had to kind of like quickly wrap it up and you can really tell at a certain point in the manga when like oh shit we're just we gotta get we gotta get this done because uh you know we're time's running out i feel like this will sort of let it give it the ending that it deserves on top of expanding what was already there Mm -hmm. so obviously that's a lot of just jibber jabber for if if, if you've never watched a second of bleach how just like that was just nonsense they talked about but it's a completely worth it to go back and read it. I bought it all. I've read it all. I fucking love Bleach. I understand Ben's Bleach this year. Why it's in the top the big three for a reason. Every single one of the big three of the anime, Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach, completely worth getting into. You should check them out. Even though I think Bleach is number three, Naruto number two, and One Piece number one, definitely check this out. Because like. Bleach, you know, for, for for all its fault, it's still incredibly stylish. Like, Tight Kubo, say what you will about his story direction or his story pacing. Like, he's got the art down. Mm-hmm. He drew Yoruichi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was fucking waiting for that. That's all Be- you need. Because all, it, out of all the things I know, I know Yoruichi. Bleach I, Volume 17. Look that up. You don't have to, but I'm just telling the listeners. Jojo's about to look up Bleach Volume 17. Look at the cover for Bleach Volume 17. Because I'm sure if you don't know anything about Bleach, you probably know, like, the the, the sexy women of Bleach. Nice. <laughs> now, Bleach Volume 40. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we we got to look at a... Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember nice. those volumes. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh wait, is it that picture of your each? No, it's just we're looking at people no, with bleached uh, hair. <laughs> you said volume forty. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it not Rangiku? No. Oh. I don't know who that is. Let me see. No, it's one of the uh, Ron Car. Oh, uh, that, that has Okiora on it. Oh well, he's cool. Well, the one I was thinking of, she has large breasts. If it, if it's the one that you JoJo showed me, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And, and plus, there's a, there's that very infamous picture of Yorichi at the at the very tail end of the thousand year blood art. Amen, brother. <laughs> God damn it! It's like just like you literally drew her butthole. Yes. <laughs> God damn it! Are you googling Yorichi butthole? Jojo, no, no, that that is the work computer. You can't Google Yorichi butthole. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck? Straight up. Okay, I gotta see this. No, 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 no like. Oh, oh. <laughs> You're, no, no! Why would you? Listen, Jojo? You they gotta... just typed in Yurichi Bottle. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Oh, okay. It's just straight up hentai. <laughs> yeah, this is just porn. Like straight up. Porn. I, I doubt this is from the official manga. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I thought. No, I think there might be some doujinshi in that search history. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um. Bleach is good. Check it out if you're a Bleach fan. I'm gonna, uh, it's time for me to get involved. <laughs> uh, oh, now it, your interest has been Pete, Tom. I'm sure it was something else. Uh, yeah, Bleach was fun. Uh, as, even as someone who felt a little burned how Bleach went, I'm definitely like, you know what? Son of a bitch, I'm back in. Let's go. Uh, and I think that's that's a good bit 
the jump off on Bleach and head to the next series, which is the third season of Mob Psycho 100, which, of course, we'll let uh, Colt Wenzel talk about a little bit more since this isn't one I got a chance to see and, and JoJo's I'm not. busy. JoJo got caught up. <laughs> Fucking put that phone down right now. I will take it away from you. Uh, so if you would, please discuss, uh, you know, with spoilers sensitive, the uh, season premiere of Mob Psycho 100. There is a scene in this episode of someone smoking a cigarette that had at least five million frames in it. It, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I mean, you know, I, I felt like Bleach was definitely felt cinematic. Mm-hmm. Mob just went full on, like, yeah. felt cinematic. This is Bones jerking off <laughs> right here. The studio behind the animation. Yeah. Um, it takes place right after the ending of season two. With the um, broccoli tree in the middle of the city. Which, if you want, you can go way back to our non-canon files where we discuss in detail the entirety of Mob Psycho season yeah. two. It's like, fuck me, that feels like forever ago, too. I know. Because that was, what, 2018 too? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, 20... God damn. <laughs> just, uh, I feel like AYC is almost just like sedimentary rock. Like, you can just see the, the, the clear divides in time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so it takes place right after that. We're following, um, another core, like, theme, I guess, if you want to call it that, of the, so far of this portion, I imagine, because I don't, I don't know if, um, if it will, like, change up later, but it's, it's really good. It pops off. Um, the animation quality absurd like we said uh, it, it follows Mob trying to go through his day to day life with like uh, trying to figure out what he wants to do for his future it's very heartwarming Yeah, it, it's he just... talks around his family to his friends to Reagan he's like I don't know what I want to do like what high school I want to go to what I want to do after high school Yeah, and like Reagan's like you'll come work for me obviously and then Mob will work up the uh, strength to say like I, I think I want to do something else. And the ring is like, I understand completely. I, whatever you want to do, you'll be the best at what you can and do. It's extremely heartwarming and lovely. And uh, in between that, there's some like really cool action scenes. Isn't there? Or am I misremembering? I watched this a while ago. You think I'm going to help you? You watched it yesterday. I watched it two days ago. Can you help me? <laughs> All right, we're done with Mob. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So there was not really action scenes. There was um, they were exercising basically two spirits. Really, really cool. Really pretty. It was a good bit too. Uh, um, and then specific and when with Mob and Reagan, it's really cool because if you know if you've watched the first two seasons, you know there's they kind of they definitely have a good wholesome relationship, but it's very roundabout. But with this, it's very much more like. It's much more direct and more honest, which is, like, fucking great. Because, like, Reagan, when he says, like, oh, you'll come work for me, he was just joking. He was like, Mob, I was just joking. You can do whatever you want, and that's okay. And, like, that's what's really – that's why I was talking about with the core theme is basically Mob trying to find himself, kind of figure out what he wants to do. Because he got a, um he got those, um, those like, surveys or whatever, like, you know, this is what I want to do, figure that out, like, what high school to go to. And then, like, even then, it's, like, people are given different stuff, but uh, we get to really see, like, um, kind of, like, uh, the adults. And, I mean, everybody kind of chipping in and, t- and telling them, like, well, uh, this is what I'm doing, um, or you're in middle school right now. It's okay. You, yeah, know? you still have your whole life. And 
I think one of the one of the most satisfying things about Mob, even even for like Joe's not caught up, just like just seeing the progression of Mob's character going from just being like this extreme doormat of a character, just very passive and deferential and supplantive, and like basically learning to stick up for himself to not only to others and to people close to him, but like to him his own like like inner monologue. It's like Hey, I'm I'm not like this tiny diminutive person. Like I have worth and like being able to see that, and just like his growth over the series has been like really fun. Obviously, he's still like kind of like a kind of diminutive put upon soul, but so like just how like just minutely he's different, and just seeing how other people change, like how Reagan's changed from season one to season three. Yeah, and it's it's a huge change. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's really fucking good. Cause, because like he's just like a shyster like con artist and he like, still he, is, yeah. But don't like, get it wrong. But like not going into like any kind of what happens in season two. Uh, I don't know anything that happens other than what we just saw in season two. Oh, season three. Yeah, yeah. Colt already forgot season two. That was four years ago. <laughs> but like obviously the the emotional weight of that this series is have is is still there. Like there's there's still one episode in season one i think about it's like fuck i can get teary-eyed thinking about it yeah i I, I. but there's a this it's also genuinely funny there's a scene (laughs) where a guy's like all right i need like this this haunted vase i paid like five hundred thousand yen for it he paid eighty thousand yen for it and then uh, uh reagan lifts it up and checks the bottom and it says like 500 yen on the bottom. Fucking yen. Somebody conned him, and he's like, "Hmm, I don't think there's a spirit in this. I don't sense any spirits from it." But then immediately, Mob's like, "You should put that down, Reagan." Yeah, and it's just like, "Fuck!" And I there's there's another character that's in the loop of this, but I can't say who it is. It'd be a spoiler, but Reagan and his interactions, they're fucking, fucking fu- funny. They're so fucking funny. It's so good. Um. Yeah, it still carries that, like you said, that emotional weight. Uh, very, uh, kind of like, uh, grounded kind of themes of like you know, um, what's one's place in life and stuff like that. It, it still carries that, and it has that beautiful animation. And, uh, yeah, it's really great. And like, because I'm definitely excited to get back on the mob train because I remember seeing on Twitter or maybe last month or so. Like the um, essentially part of the final battle from season two, and just like fuck, I forgot how goddamn hard this show goes. I was about because like I will say like speaking of scenes that made me cry, I will say that end portion of that final battle always gets me teary eyed, and then also too whenever he does the big battle scene in the spirit world, I'll, I'll just say that. That gets me teary-eyed because it's also just so fucking beautiful. <laughs> and we also see the iconic uh, percentage number go up a little bit this episode, too. Yeah, and I, I think it's crazy because, like, for the first, like, two seasons, you know, it, it went up pretty rapidly. But now we're just seeing it, like, slow. And, and that, another part of Mob's character where, like, he, he never, like, exercised his, like, his true feelings. So he just... Had it all bottled up all the time. So, like, when he had these outbursts, that's when, like, crazy psychic supernatural stuff happened. But, like, over the course of the series, it's him learning to 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 let that out in a healthy way. And that's why, you know, 
his little like stress meter is not sort of like rapidly ticking up like it was in the past because he's sort of learned other ways to let that out and like obviously he's still very like kind of emotionless and mon- monotonous in his expression because obviously he's still who he is but like the nuances within that yeah so definitely excited to check that out off mic do you need to take another break no we're, we're good okay yeah. all right Moving along to our next series, we have Mobile Suit Gundam, Witch from Mercury, which we will clarify that we watched the prequel episode in, in addition to the first episode for this one. And basically, this is a brand new Gundam series. It stands out in that not only is this the first series with like a dedicated uh, female protagonist, but it's also set in an entirely new universe that's not connected to any of the Gundam series so like if you never watched a moment of Gundam in your life you can jump into this and not feel any burden down with sort of like any of the the, the past histories and like continuity so you can, you're, you can walk in just fine yep. and basically you have two different uh, sort of stories in a way with the, with the prologue is very sort of dramatic and very indicative of what Gundam is with a lot of political intrigue and like it's very like somber and serious whereas the first episode of the series proper it's more light and in in obviously very action heavy but it has these two different tones but they don't clash with each other and basically the first episode of the, excuse me the prologue opens with these this group of scientists living in on a on a sort of asteroid asteroid space station basically building this um, this mobile suit. So they're building Gundams specifically, because there's a difference between Gundams and mobile, and mobile suit. suits. Yeah. And basically with this contingency of individuals is in <clears throat> conflict with another group, and basically the drama episodes comes from the sort of foreign powers trying to exercise their influence on this station. Yeah, it's... They they threw they throw so many different fucking names out. I was like, okay, so like basically the group of scientists we see, they're part of a company known as Oaks Ox Earth, something like that, and they're developing Gundam suits. But the purpose of this is because it's kind of um, uh, this is something that's done in all sci-fi is like exploring how the human body handles itself in space, mm-hmm. and it and like it's you know shown that like it's. It messes. It completely changes our biology, especially if you, if you're gonna have like probably children or whoever born in space is gonna it's gonna change. So Gundams and that science and research into them and the mobile suits is like to see like okay, can we make better prosthetics? Can we help? How will this help us with like um, space travel and all that stuff? And that's that's what's for. Yeah, they're seen as like the next natural step in the evolution of mankind. Yeah, and. You have the Mobile Suit Council, who uh, they are the ones that determine, like, over, like, um, laws and, like, uh, issues involving mobile suits. And Gundams kind of fall into that um, because, like Colt said, they're completely two different things um, because there's some mobile suits that aren't Gundam. And I don't know how it's going to explain the difference in this because in the main timeline, Gundams are specific suits that are made from a special metal called Gun- Gundamarium? Gundarium. Gundarium. And it's shortened to just Gundam. And they're also unique in, like, their connection to, um, like, 
weird space stuff. Yeah, it's like magic shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of hard to explain. Um, But yeah, and in this, it's not that. But we will probably find out eventually. There's there's definitely political intrigues. Even like someone like me who hasn't watched Gundam since, God, probably the early 2000s. Like, I still, okay, I just know there's political intrigue. You know, I just know these guys are... In opposition to our to our, to our protagonist, so like, you you don't really need to know the finer points because like you can kind of like suss it out yourself. Okay, like who stands where, um, but I think this, sus. This, I'm sorry, my brain works. <laughs> just know that um, part of the issues with the the Gundam and the story is that while this is a very complex and unique like sort of robot, is that the strain of the machine like causes like physical and mental damage to the pilots to the point where they're essentially catatonic yeah they're the pilots are having to connect like directly to it through their nervous system and all that shit and i guess the mobile suits they don't do that i imagine yeah that's my thing i think the whole dellings bit was like uh not a bit his whole thing is he he's against the gundams because he thinks mobile suits should be made for killing Weapons should only be used for killing, something like that. And that he doesn't like these because it's killing our own people. So it's essentially like you will be killing the enemy, but it's also harming the users. <laughs> yeah. So he's against them it's for like that this, reason. He makes this weird moralizing speech about like death and killing. It's just like like killing with guns and stuff, that's fine because that's a person killing a person. But just with this, this is a robot killing the users. It's like it's... This weird. No, I was talking to Colt about this because I was like, who the fuck wrote this speech? Because it's really weird. Because he said, he was like, weapons are meant for killing. There's no exception. It's like, okay. Um, but the problem with Gundam is that it's also killing the user. And the user's soldier, they have to carry the sin of murder and killing. And it's like. It's like, it's like just like just. Like, it's a bad thing that the Gundam is like putting this barrier between the act of killing. It's, yeah, like. I'm glad y'all are saying because I was thinking that too, and I thought I was just stupid. No, I was like, I was like, am I, I fucking like, what's going on? Well, I, 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 like, part of me want like it kind of came across like whoever was doing the translation for the subs didn't necessarily know what they were doing. Well, also, part of me feels like well, this, it just sound like kind of like gibberish, but also at the same time, I feel like that's intentional to just see like how far and left field the Delling Corporation is. I was about to say, because, like, if anything, it obviously sets up, like, Delling is the bad guy. He's yeah. a piece of shit. And, like, this this also sets into, like, the rest of the series because after that, you know, like, our, our main protagonist and everything on conflict is that, like, Gundams, they're, they're wanting to do away with them. Basically ban them. And after... Um, everything that's happened, it's like, well, shit. Like, it's just mobile suits now. Gundams are, you know, either extinct or illegal and rare so, so like, it's, it's just like basically just like big political play to get it's like they're in some way they're threatened by the existence of the gundam and they're trying to do like this big roundabout way of wiping them or like you know taking them off the map which means like they send in seal teams space six to like kill the people they kill on this. all the fucking mm-hmm. scientists anyone involved with it and, anyone and, and the, they don't side, they, these people get murked just headshots which mm-hmm. that that's gundam like yeah they're fucking pieces of shits um the only people that survive are 
our soon-to-be protagonist and the protagonist's mother. Aerie yeah. and uh, what was the mother's name? Eleonora. Yeah. Eleonora. And they escape in the most important Gundam because they were making Gundams, but the one they escaped in is super important, and we don't necessarily know why just yet. But we know it's a, it's super advanced, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the mother was sort of the, the, the chief pilot and sort of like breaking down the sort of the connectivity neurologically with this machine. Yeah. And, but she hit like kind of like a, a stymieing point. But then for reasons we're not quite sure yet, the, just her four-year-old daughter is able to like connect neurologically with the machine. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Because p- people use these machines, they wither away and die. As, as you see that by turning on like, I guess, the, the effectivacy of the machine, it makes the machine more like viable and battle but also it does more damage to the user because you, you literally let like, the veins and like these techno like burns show up on the pilots when they're fighting the Delling's army that comes to attack the station yeah it, it's really it's a crazy scene because because like you see like you feel the horror of it because i mean you have a little girl happen chance connected to this machine and happens to be a perfect fucking match and then um when they're fighting um Literally, who's the one having to do all the commands? Her. One, like, two, two three. three. It's like, look, Mama, they're like birthday candles. Those are people, and they're fucking dead. So, like, obviously, she's a, a little girl. She doesn't realize what she's doing. Then her mother's just like one horrified at there. Her daughter is now genetically connected to this war machine, but also that like, oh, she just like blowing up all these like these soldiers. Even though you know, these are like trying to take their life. So, like, the fucking horror of just like my daughter is now part of this this war now and yeah. she she can't escape it and yeah. the fact that she's controlling it so well at, at just a baby that's she's it, four she's uh <laughs> getting set up to be a very strong pilot in yeah the future. oh for real um, in which we kind of see a taste of that we do in the first episode and like uh the the prototype for aerial as will be known in the next episode it's it's got a cool power it basically has like these um attachments on it that uh, removes himself from the main body of the Gundam and are kind of like floating free form. They can reconfigure into a shield. They can reconfigure to a sword or a, or a rifle, but also they can fly and shoot and attack independently. They have, like, yeah. like they a have swarm. Their, they have their own fucking lasers, which is like yeah. insane. They've toyed with this in the past before with fin funnels. These are essentially fin funnels that are weapons other than like free formed lasers. Yeah. They'd just be little drones that come out and shoot spirit lasers out. Yeah, but this is like I, I would say probably the most advanced. Yes. And yes. I, I do think it was crazy too because when those uh when those two Gundam units were fighting and they had the um the missiles on or the mo- or the explosives on yeah. their little things, they were like we've never dealt with this kind of weaponry before. I was like I was like fuck, this isn't the same universe because that shit's everywhere in in regular Gundam universe. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to Talk to Joe just for a bit because, like, I don't know how much experience you have with Gundam previously, if at all. Jack so, shit. Jack shit. <laughs> so perfect. This is like a excellent, you know, example of just like someone who has no previous experience with the franchise at all. What were your feelings on this prologue episode? I, I mean, honestly, this and the first episode I really enjoyed. I mean, honestly, all the anime that we watched, at least the ones I've I watched, I mean. Are really fucking good. I think Colt's right. This is probably the best season we've done. Uh, yeah. As far as just like overall impressions, I knew is there was like a lot of like 
political intrigue, some of like the techno babble just kind of like <laughs> over as, my as head. a veteran of Gundam, it's in here. I understand <laughs> most of what they're saying. Seventy five percent. So. <laughs> there might be like some new vocabulary they're throwing at you too. Yes, yeah, there is. But uh yeah, like the action's really good, like animation's great. I I really enjoyed it. And um so uh, but also, it's like, <laughs> the show ends, like, the, ep- the prologue ends on a very, very somber <laughs> note. Yeah. When, essentially, the father in his uh, mobile suit tackles, like, the, the the leader of the invading army and basically, like, turns his Gundam all the, his mobile suit all the way up, basically, kind of, he's frying himself to push the, the villain away while his wife and child escape. And basically, he's because this whole attack happened on his daughter's birthday. He's singing one Happy last birthday, birthday song to his daughter as he's rapidly dying from the strain of this machine. And ends with the sword being pulled out the gut of his mech. Which I will say that was really insane. Whenever he like pushed it to its limit, and then like you see like from his point of view where like he basically just goes into mm-hmm. fucking cyberspace or whatever. It was it, it was crazy visual right there. Like his body was consumed by the machine, and you see like one last memory of him like welcoming his wife and daughter to like their bump for the birthday. Yep. And it's just like fuck. Cause I remember the first time I watched this episode, I'm just like. God damn. This <laughs> yeah. is sad. And just and it doesn't stop there. That's Gundam. No, that's Gundam. And I, mean, I can only imagine it gets sadder. Cause like it never uh, gets happy. Because I get Iron Blooded Orphan vibes from mm-hmm. this, like strong. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like crossovers from this and Iron Blooded Orphans. Yeah, it's really crazy, which Iron Blooded Orphans is good. Amazing. Um, yeah. And so um jumping ahead, this is this will be the discussion of the first episode proper of Witch for Mercury, and this is what ten years after thirteen, 13. yeah, thirteen. So she's seventeen. She's seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen in this, uh, and this uh, jump forward. Basically, she is like a she's a, basically a pilot in training. She has like her, she has the the completed aerial Gundam that's hers now. It's a tri- classic tricolor. Yeah, it's classic tricolor. And um, I, I love this design. You can definitely tell it's got a little like film designed to but it's not like the, oh this is a titty gundam no. <laughs> but like I, I love the design of aerial it's just like it's a great uh <coughs> it's, a, it's a great classic great suit you know the, the, the classic gundam colors and but she's sort of being uh taken to like, essentially what is like this academy for pilots yeah but it's like it's not just for pilots it's literally anybody who has any interest in mobile suits or Basically, like it's for like the rich motherfuckers yeah. because like, the entire umbrella of like piloting and support around the, the corporations, the business, it's all of that and in, in there, and um, it's pretty. It's sorry that that the, motorcycle. Yeah, that motorcycle is really or anybody car, just whatever anybody just pop a boner. I'm hard. Actually, no, actually, that's a chainsaw. <gasps> Not yet. Uh, but yeah, it it was really um, it's really interesting. Uh, because like having like looking at the uh, space station like from a second like viewing, like now I can point out like where exactly they are. I'm just like, fuck, this thing is crazy. This design, I love it because it kind of reminds me of when, when they're inside like the sort of the interior of the space station. There's like a curvature to like mm-hmm. the, the 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 land inside. It kind of reminded me of Elysium. 
Yeah, I it's mean, essentially uh, colony. Yeah, it's um. I mean, that, this is that's not the first one to do that, but like that's the first thing. Can, yeah, like, absolutely. There's that. Oh, there was that one place Halo. in um. Uh, fuck, it was from Book of Boba Fett recently. They had like a. Oh, we're on this like ring in space. I haven't. Seen I don't Book remember. Fett. But I mean, that's that's basically yeah. your standard like space station habitat. And, so. and you know, there's a lot of great detail. And like every single show is is beautifully animated yeah. like this is no exception yeah and basically we have um airy all grown up but she's under a different name she has a new name now um but it's a stiletta mercury yeah that, because she's from mercury because that's that's where she was sort of i guess they they fled to after the attack and basically war she's a she's a very bubbly uh girl as a child but now she's as she's as she's gotten older she's like very shy, very demure, very just like uh, uh, apologetic in like everything she does. She's just like very like timid and and like kind of frazzled. And basically, she and right before she got to school, she busts out of the space of her uh, spaceship with her mobile to 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 get someone she thought she was safe because she like the person in the spacesuit boy in space. Turns out that was a a very rich young girl who's trying to escape the academy because like she's basically wrapped up in this giant political intrigue of like being betrothed to like another like rich person's son to sort of broker this deal between uh like alliant uh corporations yeah the guy jeturk jeturk um he's part of um one of the he's a jerk get it yeah Yeah. he's part of one of the three major like companies from what we can from what he said and Literally, this school has its own rules, and one of the rules is that if you're gonna solve a matter, you're gonna fucking duel. And he dueled, and she is his, sadly, his fiance, and she's trying to escape that. And like, God, it's really fucking awful. But we get some really good dialogue and shit like that. Because like, she's basically like, you know, I, why am I? Why am I? Um, I am a person. Why am I using being as a prop for like this business deal? So she's trying to like squirm her way out, but then like, you know. Richie Rich over here is like you're you're, you're gonna go with me and you're gonna they can set up this whole life for us. Oh, and it's it's a really like good um or it's a merger that they want basically because she is the daughter of the head of the academy, which is but da 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 Delling, the big bad bitch, the, the the big evil group that we saw in episode zero, and basically it's uh it's Suleta or Mercury Airy, what do you want to call her? She's sort of navigating in her own like very timid way through the academy she runs back into uh Mirione Mirorine Mirorine yeah Mirorine these are all like vaguely like Europeans still kind of Japanese they're space names they're spatians like they did they sound very uh strange so basically she goes she like goes back to Mirorine's like little capsule house and it's like why are you following me around, you silly girl? I was like, you, you, you screwed everything up. She's like, oh, I want to make it up to you. And then, like, the most psycho fucking the shit. The fucking scene I've ever seen. Everything. Th- this, this girl eats a fucking tomato like it's an apple. Like, yeah, it, her stomach growls, and she's like, oh, you're hungry? Here, here's a fucking raw tomato. But don't worry, it's good because it's a different breed. It's, 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 it's a sweet tomato, but still just like... I was like, this better be like... This bitch, this tomato has to have like sugar and salt in it or some shit because there's no you, you cannot 
I mean, you could pay me, but don't. I would not fucking just bite into a raw tomato. Because that that okay, that's a thing about living in the South that just always fucks me up, among many other things. Just like it's, it's an innocuous thing that pisses me off. How like I know people who just do just raw dog tomato, just like yeah, <laughs> I don't. And they're all over it. the age of forty. It's insane. Yes, that's like I, that's like some depressing shit. Like man, <clears throat> apples. But then also like pears. That that's also a thing in Japan. Like I've seen more than one Toku show where like I, there's like a bowl of fruit and then there's like also a bowl of tomato. People just like apples, oh, pears, what the plums, fuck? it's oranges, wretched bananas. I do I do not condone biting into a tomato like it's a fucking apple. It's pineapple, watermelon, any fucking fruit, anything else you can just chow down on not a tomato well it'd be kind of fucked up if you just bit into a pineapple without cutting it first. no i know i'm just well, but also that, that's that's a, that's a funny gag from one piece recently where marco just uh, yes i, I was thinking of a bit. banana too like just oh, God. obviously in my scenario with the stuff that needs to be opened or cut up they would cut it up but like this this is psycho this is psycho shit so then the rich kid busts up and there's like what's up you little you little Stupid girl, you're gonna live with me and like it. And he starts mashing up like her little tiny pot house. And it's like, dude's a dick, fucking ass. Yeah, because yeah. uh, there are so many just rich bastard kids at this season, and he's one of them, chief among them. And then, like, Ari's just like, no, stop it. So she's so timid, she just her the only way she can figure to stop and she slaps him, but only on the ass. She spanks that ass, she's that naughty boy. He's a little. Fucking baby bitch! Spank their asses. And then and he, he cried. Did. He cried. He did not. He, he didn't. He got pissed off. It's like, well, if you're gonna fucking act out with this, well, I guess we gotta settle this. You know what? We know how in the school. I guess we gotta duel. Pot agreed. Pot agreed. <laughs> Tell you. So, <laughs> so that so um they go to their dueling field and like the weird vertical rotunda spaceship. And so he has, like, his tricked out, his suit with, like, magenta, the big flower, uh, feather, feather antenna blade. Basically, rules of the duel is that the, the loser, you know, secedes the match when, like, that that decorative antenna is cut off. But then obviously this dude's so full of himself that he just, like, goes whole hog and just, like, blows up the entire robot. Or, you know, really fucks it up. Yeah. Just to show, like, what a prick he is. Yeah. But he is... As big of a blowhard he did, he's still like the the hot the top rank duelist. Yeah, the, he's like, I mean, yeah, he's the holder or whatever. So the, his special title because he's rich and he's famous and yada yada. But we see Ariel in the battlefield, but it's not Ari; it's uh, Mirion. She's like she stole it. And it's like you know what? Well, if 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 the whole thing's about me, then I'm gonna fucking have a say in this and fight too. But she doesn't know how to fight. She's never used a mobile yeah, suit, especially since she just took this random one that she knows nothing about. And this one's extremely special, and it might not control like other ones. Like, all right, <laughs> like she just she picked. She, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna close my eyes and pick a robot at random, and I happen to land on the most specific and special robot ever. Like, you can't just pick out. One from the academy. You have to pick out. Like they literally have a student, the student mech section. Pick one out. Yeah, for real. Which is like, no, this one looks cool. I'm gonna take this. And then um, Eerie's like, no, wait. She rides her little like Haru scooter into like the student war zone. And it's like 
hops in the back. It's like, no, 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 no. I'll show you how it's really done. This so, is my sister. Get the fuck out of here. This is my fucking family, bitch. Yeah, essentially so, is her sister, though. Yeah, because she was, like, raised inside this robot. That and, she, and she talks to her, I think, because it's... it's I'm I'm getting hints that it's an AI. Yeah, too. yeah. So, but but it's connected to her DNA, so only she can hear it. So, like, she sits in the cockpit, and it goes like it comes to life. Cause homegirl, she's got to figure out hardly, you know, her ass in the hole in the ground. And then you know, shit gets real. And then she turns on like the the particle shield, where it, like reconforms and like slices this dude up cut this fucker up and it is perfect and he's just like what just happened he had no chance to respond like literally it was like it was so sick like gets hit you know obviously getting bounced back but then eventually the beams are so powerful they cut off both legs both arms and then uh i mean she takes her energy uh beam, her saber. beam saber and then she cuts off his fucking um v-fin v-fin which is like also kind of like yeah, and so like he had this big like like all the feathers feather flourish. Mm. There's feathers everywhere, and for some reason there's um the sun is going through the clouds, but it's an artificial environment. Yeah, so. It just looks sick. It looks sick. I mean, it looks cool because like literally the the, the the like I guess like the student or like faculty is like okay, we're gonna turn on we're the dr- turn this the, the, the dramatic sun setting and just like watch this shit unfold. And then Eric's like, "Woo, that was close. Wasn't that crazy?" And then Mariona's like, "Well." great job you know it's all part of my plan you see because now you're the the top rated uh duelist in the academy and that means you're now my fiance you're my bride mm-hmm. and then uh she's freaking out like what mercury doesn't ha- oh mercury is a conservative place here we have uh lesbians everywhere so <laughs> and i it's a really good moment because ariel is also the the mech is like sitting down on one knee like as if she's proposing so it's really I mean, it's a really pretty scene. Because the episode's called The Witch and the Bride. And um, also, too, her uniform changes to white now because that's the colors of victory. Yeah, and also the colors of weddings. Yep, so it was really cool. And we get, like, so many, like, speaking of, like, beautiful, like, designs and stuff, like, we get so many different, like, characters who are, like... It's like, oh man, I wonder if they're gonna be part of the story. You'll have like a like a crowd of kids like looking at the fight on their phone, and like there's normal students left and right. In the middle, there's a girl, huge puffy pink hair, all pink outfit. No one else has an outfit that's like custom like that. There are other characters, but they're really important as well. And so it's like, hmm, maybe this girl with the puffy well, pink hair is important. Maybe the people with, like, very, like, extravagant anime hairdos will be relevant to the plot. Like, there's, like, a room with, like, four people in it. One guy is, like, the, you know, the guy who's, like, looking at his book, doesn't fucking care about anything, only gets any interest when he sees a Gundam. Uh, the the kind of the, um, the free guy with the long blonde hair, a, a quiet little dude, and then some... Um, girl with these like thigh high socks like obviously you know they're important maybe I don't know hi 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 the girl I, I guess her name is Cecilia or whatever the only name that I could probably but not besides Aerie that I could remember or pronounce um, she's like hi hi and I cannot stop saying it I mean it's a funny bit how it's like she's just sort of like sure I'll, I'll turn on the, the secret levers and switch on my phone hi hi and, what, and plus like this show just book this gels so well because JoJo and I were watching Revolution Girl Utena, the famous lesbian anime action series, and like this is 
Uchina in space. This is basically well, the plot of Uchina. I, I was going to say, I was literally looking up because I'll, I was trying to look up something about, or I was looking up the suit and I, and the, on the fan wiki or whatever, it's like, it, it straight up was like, yeah, this is like, has, takes some inspiration from Revolutionary Girl Uchina. And then also too, it takes inspiration from The Tempest written by William Shakespeare. No, I, I guess. Because also, because uh, there is a lady Prospero and that's, a character from Tempest, Prospero, and then also Ariel is based off of a spirit called Ariel from because the Tempest. Because it's spelled A-E-R-I-A-L. Like yeah. Air, Ariel, like something in the sky. Not the Little Mermaid. Yeah. And, Air, and Ariel in the in the Tempest is A-R-I-A-L. Yeah. So. Which, like, man, it's been a long time since I've read The Tempest. It's been long. Yeah. Like high school. But, uh... Richard Mercury kicks ass. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have, like I said, I haven't watched Gundam in over 10 years. Like, I'm back, baby. The bitch is back. Yeah. Hell yeah. As a Gundam fan, like, this is probably one of the best starts to a Gundam series. Like, usually it's a slower, like, burn that kicks into full gear, but no, it, it kicked off immediately. I was, I was about to say, because Iron Blood Orphans did a really good job of, as soon, like, literally first episode. Right into it, Barbatos. Yeah. Like it's really good, and it takes from that. So I'm glad. Yeah, but I with like Zeta, Double Zeta, Double O, it takes a little bit to get to it. Because like I was gonna say, I think that's something the Gundams are known for. Like obviously they have their fans, and then like there's quality there. You just kind of have to get to it through like this sort of a more like slower paced drama and intrigue. And I think like and to kind of. They ingratiate people quicker. You know, you have, like, that really fast-paced beginning. So, you get your action, you get your intrigue in all at once. That way, people are hooked. You don't, you know, not not to disparage any slow burnings, but also, like, you know, to kind of maybe break some, some of the traditions of Gundam's path because, like, this is a new series unaffiliated with the other continuity. So, like, it kind of frees it up from what's been done in the past. Yeah. So I'd say this is a strong record. All right, we're going to take one more break, and we'll come back to our crowner anime uh, for the season, and that would be Chainsaw Man. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. This is the final part of our anime review, and we have a big one to cap it all off with. We have one of the most anticipated debuting series of the season, and that Shonen Jump's own Chainsaw Man. <laughs> That's right. Our engines have been revving for months to finally get to this series. And I don't think it disappointed. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't no, Wenzel and I and JoJo have been preaching about this series, been waiting for this fucking anime. Ever since it was announced, I'd be like, every single little tidbit info, I'd be like, hey, new info. Yeah. New info. I'd bring it up to Wenzel. And uh, we finally got that info uh, earlier this year, and it was busting. And we finally got our whole hands on it now, and let's say busting. Yep, absolutely. And this, this is in, in a season full of just like top shelf, top looking episodes. This looked incredible because, like, just like the the settings and like the like the moody more. Sort of contemplative moments of the show. This the landscape. It looks pristine. Yeah, and uh, I, I also I love that we're in a point where just like almost every anime has like fucking like dust particles and like yeah. now it's like every anime we know how to do dust and we're gonna make it look stylish. It, like, uh, fuck. 
now cinematic. I, That's all I was trying to say. Yeah. Very cinematic. And I will say a, a little bit of a primer, just in case you haven't heard about Chainsaw Man, because I think this is one of the series that it's been, I don't want to say dirty little secret, but definitely like one that's been slowly building grounds for over the last couple of years. And like, just from this week alone, like there's been a, a significant increase in chainsaw art, and from people I didn't expect, because I know people who I would think would be immediately turned off by the content of this series, but or strangely very enamored by it. For real, I like there was like so many people who I was like, I was like, they're reading Chainsaw Man. How are they going to react to this? And they're just like, I fucking love Chainsaw Man! And they're just making art, or they're going straight to the fucking manga and reading it. I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, like... We- Not to, like, be spoiler for the manga, but it's kind of just like the manga with the way people love Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Which, like, you know, a lot of people, they're anime only for, you know, whatever reason. And, like, I think this this is going to get a lot of people on even more so. Because, obviously... Manga is uh, one level of accessibility, and then now we have anime to the, another like level of accessibility. And I think like it's whatever popularity it had, it's only going to increase. But oh, yeah. to to set the stage, uh, Chainsaw Man is about a young man who lives in absolute desperate poverty, um, selling off pieces of himself, selling himself as cheap labor to uh, pay off his uh, deceased father's enormous financial debt to the Yakuza. And what makes this different is that he's uh, using himself as a service to hunt down devils. In this world, devils exist, and they're these monstrous creatures that live in the real world. And he does so with his constant companion, the Chainsaw Devil, Pochita, which essentially it looks like a little cartoon dog, but with a chainsaw blade coming out of his head and, ha- and the chainsaw handles on his body with the ripcord beating his little doggy tail. And it's basically his very, like, pitiful hand-to-mouth life trying to, like, scrounge a living and dreaming a hopeless dream that what he could live outside of this. And basically the dark and bloody spiral that his life becomes after this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so where do we go? Like, it's... uh. I mean, it's very—it's a very faithful adaptation. It's mostly chapter one. Yeah, yeah. And from what I've heard and read, it's gonna be like three to four chapters an episode from here on out. And there's a first. Uh, this first core is like twelve, thirteen episodes, I think. Okay, and um, then they're gonna take a break. Uh, probably like a year break or two. I don't know. Like it's Mappa. They're working on seventeen other series. At the same <laughs> yeah, time. for real. It's because like I, Mappa and Bones, they're putting like the anime industry on their backs. Like you know what, we're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna do all these big name shows, which like I'm glad anime animation industry is doing well in other parts of the world. Yeah, rip Cartoon Network Studios recipes. Yeah. Uh, which I do think it's funny that they they put out a post on their Instagram where they're like, "Hey, uh, we're not dead." <laughs> like literally, like we keep seeing our name pop up, and we're not dead. We're still here, and it's just like, oh fuck, like rip. But, you know, anime in the West is uh, on shaky grounds right now. But I'm glad, you know, we have big names in Japan just, like, putting their blood, sweat, and tears into, like, just making some of the most impressive anime to date. And and it's whatever strengths the original chapter had, which, you know, in abundance, and just for being just, like, a great series, awesome, like, visuals and art, and also, like, 
probably the most like divergent premiere for a shonen manga I can remember having because when I read the first chapter of Chainsaw Man, it's like this is not Shonen Jump. This is drastically different just from like the tone, the severity, and the gore and the violence. Like this is uh, far and away a very different breed of Shonen. Oh, yeah, like th- this goes up there with like you're you're looking at Chainsaw Man. Uh, I would say Demon Slayer to an extent, um, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Hell's Paradise. Top four right there. That's like you're talking about like shonen horror, but also like not regular shonen. Because like I would say this is in terms of its subject matter and tone, probably closer to seinen than shonen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because seinen is you know shonen is for uh, ostensibly for young boys, you know, from like five to to thirteen or however. And seinen is for like older boys and two older men, basically. Like a, a very, you know, more mature and graphic subject matter. And, and I like, don't think I'd let his kid see this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. this is literally next. This is, like, in the same pages as, like, Roboco, the little, like, maid comedy. And just, like, this felt so diametrically opposed to anything that was in Shonen Jump. And probably it ever, honestly, because this is so wildly different. And I'm excited to see how they adapt it, because... One of the things that Chainsaw Man is known for, other than its content, is like its pacing. It's very, it's very fast, but it's not like, oh fuck, we just blew past something important. Like, there's a reason why there's like four or five chapters in the soon-to-be next episode because like it flies by, but it's still a good pace. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Fujimoto, the mangaka, really good at it, and uh, I mean, God, it, yeah. I imagine it's going to follow it really well because, like, this first episode, uh, I I don't know. I'm kind of just riffing right now. I don't know. <laughs> because, like, I, I would say that there's there's a lot of quiet moments. And because, like, obviously you're adapting one chapter, so, like, you may feel like there's, they're kind of stretching out these moments. But I feel like I never felt like I was bored or, like, it's sort of, like, spinning this wheel. Like, I just love beating this the setting that they're making for yeah. the show. Yeah, they yeah. were trying to get you to feel the relationship between Pochita and uh, Dingy this episode. You could definitely feel it. Because in the manga, I didn't really feel that sad. I was like, aw. But in the anime, I was like, oh man. Because they did a really, like, they did a really good job with, like, the visuals and the music to, like, really kind of, like, get the mood of, like, not like you know you might think like oh this is his pet it's like no this is like his companion his like best friend his yeah his best friend like because it was just him and like you said poverty like sold his right eye sold on his nuts sold on his kidneys to pay off this fucking debt like i mean god damn like it's fucking sad like he lives like this spartan existence like living just like it's like these uh this odd job life working for like these jockeys that basically told him the day his father died you need to find a way to give us 700,000 yen or else we'll kill you. Yeah. And, and like, just like 10 year old boy, just like, oh, uh, either you, whatever, dude, you got to whore yourself out, sell, kill, you do what you need to to give us some money in 24 hours. And like, he, he meets, uh, Pochita near his father's grave, like, just like, just a little cute little ball of blades and, and adorableness, like, was like dying from a wound. So he, Said, okay, well, I know demons heal from eating, drinking blood, so let's, I'll give you my blood. But then he tell her, hey, listen, this blood that's coming free, 
you take my blood, we're in it together, you're helping me out. Yeah. And then from then on, they've been constant companions, and he uses Pochita as a weapon to fight the devils. Mm-hmm. Like, he fights the tomato devil. Yeah, cuts him up, and, uh, it, it, you know, which, like, I remember reading that, and, like, the tomato devil is, like, such a simple design, but I was like, I'm gonna fucking love this manga. Because, like, it's, like, it's kind of, it looks fucking crazy. And I do love, too, how, like, um, like you're you're taken so off guard by the name Chainsaw Man. It's like, oh, this is gonna be some wacky, crazy thing, and it's like, no, it is not. I mean, it is wacky. It has its wacky moments, but like, it's like with some of like Fujimoto's art and like their subject matter, it's like abstract and really just fucking. There, there's some, there's some really like kind of like silly part, but there's like there's some really like that's deranged looking. Like, and, and this is a horror manga. This horror is series. yeah, like, and I, I just love seeing people's reactions of like. Of like, oh shit! Like this is scary. Like, and they're like, oh god, Pachita! Like, it's just like, oh, I fucking love it. I'm so excited Be- <sighs> because, like, w- w- like kind of what the crescendo of the show is. Like, you see, like them, you know, wistfully dreaming of what could be. Like, e- even something that's been simple is just like, oh, I won't be able to eat a piece of bread with jam on it. Like that is like an impossibility for him. Just, just like how pitiful and meager their lives are and and the yakuza that he's sort of in essentially enslaved to uh so hey we 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 got uh another job for you come kill this devil and then it's a trick basically they align themselves with the zombie devil it's like oh we'll get power you know but then like they're turning the zombies it's just this torso uh, this rotted torso with a head in the middle and then like these intestine tentacles coming out and the brain on the um where the neck the stump of the neck yeah it's and really so, cool so basically the, the the devil the zombie devil takes over the yakuza and and just like just like team of zombies and they and he, he gets stabbed through the back into pochita from behind of his and basically he's this what teenage boy is just like brutally killed by these zombies Rip yeah. the shreds no it's insane and i was like i was like how the fuck are they gonna do this and it's just like i mean from the trailer and then watching this i'm like fuck because like i mean they literally hold him down and they just stab him repeatedly until they finally cut him up and then they throw him in the garbage can and you see that like you, you see his like head dismembered body in the dump and you see and pochita dismembered too like jesus dude it's like God. it's pretty Stark and it was really fucked up seeing the blade go through both of them. Pochita's little eyes rolled back into his head. I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, that was. I mean, granted, that scene it's so funny because when I'll, I'll see people will be like, they'll watch that and they'll be like, oh shit, he got stabbed, and they'll be like, oh no, Pochita got stabbed too. And I'm just like, yeah, motherfuckers, here we go. Because you, you literally see Pochita like, like you, you, puke up blood on the sword, and they're just like, it's like he's obviously like, like just drains like. But still, incredibly cute character, and then he's just like viscerally attacked. And my God, yeah. Uh, and so it's like there's like this moment where um, Denji's obviously dead, but his blood trickles down into the mouth of Pochita. But since Pochita's a devil, his like resistance and endurance is obviously, even though he's cut in half, he's still somewhat alive. And so there's like this moment of like their spirits being. It's like, hey. You know, you saved me all those years ago. I'm going to save you. So basically, Pochita sacrifices himself to revive Denji. So basically, he fuses with Denji. So Denji's brought back to life. He's now a part devil, but essentially, Pochita had to like become his body. So he, he becomes his heart specifically. So, so, so he looks 
Dingy looks normal now, except he has a rip cord coming out of the center of his chest. Yep. And dude's like, what the hell? My best friend's gone. I just got killed. He just like he just lets it all out, and he yanks that rip cord, and he becomes Chainsaw Man. Which I should say to really sell the sadness of it. When he really looks at the rip cord, it flashes back to Pachita, and it shows his little. It zooms in on his little tail with his sad music. And I'm like, you fuckers knew what you were doing. <laughs> like, damn, you're twisting the knife here. And yeah, he goes fucking ham. And like, what's interesting about this show is that. Like, this part, you can really see them use that CG animation, but I think, for the most part, most of the show is CG, but, like, it's so heavily combined with, like, 2D that you don't even notice it. Yeah, there's parts where it is very noticeable, but there's parts where I think that was CG. I can't tell because it looks good. Yeah. Because, like, there's definitely been an an uptick in, like, CG anime. I mean, that's been that way for years, but, like, it's been with very mixed results most of the time. And why this in this segment, Denji as Chainsaw Man is like the the fully CG model. I feel like for CG anime, it's pretty solid. No, it was really fucking good. That that action that fight scene was awesome. When he's just going ham and just like cutting Slicing up, slicing them, man. No fucking. I effort. like when the zombie devil is just throwing like zombies at him, and he's just like swing, 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 cut them like, in literally half. Literally, because he's off balance, he's just having to swing his arms just purely from like movement. Just cutting him up, man. No deal. No in, big deal. In case you don't know, Chainsaw Man, he has, like, a chainsaw for a head with a boy sticking out with it. Like, these highly, like, fang mouth, long tongue. The, the sort of, like, the gills of the exhaust of the chainsaw is, like, his eyes underneath. And he has chainsaws on his arm, but they kind of, like, bifurcate the arm. So, basically... In the middle of his hand, it's a chainsaw blade that comes up to the middle of his arm, on yep. both arms. And this, it's cool. It's cool. And he just, like, annihilates these, just, like, Dynasty Warriors level of carnage. And, and, oh, yeah. And then whenever he finally gets to kill the zombie devil, it's, like, such a brutal scene because the zombie devil, the voice actor was, like, screaming, like, in pain. And then the zombie devil was, like, I was rolling in the back of his head because he's being cut in half so you just have like the, the mm. chainsaw sounds were so good and it oh my god and the thing is is like that chainsaw sound is actually like it, it's kind of like a, a staple and important you'll find out later mm. it's ooh, it's so good it's just, it's just it's just like the catharsis of like him just jamming his chainsaws in the top he's just like as he's like jiggling and like eyeballs like wiggling around and blood squirting out then it's like Splits the bitch in half, just gooshy blood. He goes on and kills some more people. And then cuts away, you know, it's obviously some times past. Some beautiful scenery, like, the, on the mountainside. And, like, the the part with, like, the fucking, like, faucet dripping water and the, and the sunlight. Man, was that pretty. They fucking painted that. That was legit. That was so pretty for some fucking reason. And then we see uh, a, a, a very important character... A uh, very complicated character show up, and this is Makima. Yeah, with, with her two men in black beside her, and then she sees the carnage in in the, in the warehouse that Denji is brought. She's like, she came here as part of the public safety uh, commission commission or? to to be uh, like a publicly employed devil hunter, and she sees Denji in the middle of it, and she realizes because she's an incredibly perceptive person, and in the very you know she has. She has certain abilities and certain uh, awarenesses, and she realizes right away that Denji is no longer completely human, but he's not fully a devil either. He's a, a hybrid. And she's like, listen, uh, 
he basically she like immediately assesses the situation. She hugs him, and like that was just one of Dingy's simple wishes to just like be hugged by a girl. Yep. And, and you'll find out more of his wishes later. Which on <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 one hand it's rather endearing, on the other hand it's like <laughs> but a little lecherous. Yeah, but the, like, and the thing is, like, it's so simple. <laughs> Who doesn't have that dream though? You'll find out. You'll find out. Um, and yeah. and so she gives them an option: either you can be killed as a devil by me right now, or you can come work for me. As a human, yep. And he's like, "Well, what does that imply?" He's like, "Well, you get fed." And he's like, "Deal." Yep. Immediately, like, "What's for breakfast?" Yeah. He's like, um, bread. "Before I answer, what what are we gonna eat for breakfast?" What is what's for breakfast? Uh, and I'll tell you: uh, bread with jam and butter, salad, coffee, and um, a he's dessert. like saying no more. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like yep. And oh, oh, we should probably talk about the intro, the opening. It, it, that, that that's such a like clever, interesting intro because not only is it beautiful anime, but also like, a lot of movie references. It's so it's all movie references, and it's just like what the like and, and Fujimoto for the most part like he has that and like all of his stuff is movie references everywhere. Mm-hmm. He, he have, loves movies. Well, never mind. I can't say that. Uh, and like to be, you know, I get it because we fucking love movies. So I'm like connoisseur. <laughs> but you know, like classic references like Godfather, Reservoir Dogs, Big Lebowski, like uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Like there's a lot of like really like clear movie references in there, and like it's just a really cool enjoy. You, you get your sort of sneak preview for the bigger cast to come towards the end of the opening the you know the dancing yeah i'm not gonna say his name i'm not gonna say his name but i fucking love it he's just like the future (laughs) is awesome that's relevant (laughs) uh it's in plus like i and plus not don't want to give too much away for folks who haven't got there but like seeing makima show up and then like she has like those very unsettling eyes in the manga, but that the way they d- display that in the in the anime, just like man, she seems even more uncanny. Yeah, those eyes real. will suck the soul out of you, hundred <laughs> percent. They're they're very intense, and I'm I'm so excited because she has like these like very big like kind of like unblinking eyes, and they have like these like several concentric like circles circles irises in them, and it's just like. You're just like, by the way, you're just like, there's something up with her. Yeah. And then we'll see to what extent as the series goes on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's episode one, though. Any any final thoughts? JoJo, you haven't really said much. I mean, it's Chainsaw Man from Vroom. It's hard to talk about just like the first episode without getting into stuff that comes Yeah, I have a bunch of like stuff I could show shout out, but... That's because, spoilers. Because, like, especially, like, for the opening, there's, like, so much shit they throw in there. That's yeah, just, a like, lot. And some stuff I was I was kind of surprised. It was like, oh, we're showing that already? And then since they're in the opening, we're getting pretty far. Like, I'm just, yeah, like... Yeah, at least halfway through part one. You fuckers don't even know. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, like, I was, like, they're really... They're, I mean, obviously, if you've never seen it, just, like, this is just, like, haha, this is just a... Because, like, most anime have, like, a somewhat spoilers in their opening. Like, here's a bunch of people. You won't meet them until later, but, like, you know, you'll know them soon enough. But just, like, because what Chainsaw Man becomes is just so crazy. And just to, to see the little hints of what will come, it's just like, wow, we're... Y'all are in for a ride. Yo, none of nobody's ready. And if you think Chainsaw Man's mid, your ass is mid. Yeah, well, 
The funny thing is, this now currently, Chainsaw Man Episode 1 is the most viewed and most liked video on Crunchyroll.com, which is insane because it aired, it's like one day after it became the most liked and most viewed. God damn. Hell yeah. It's fucking batshit. Crunchyroll's been around for like 15 years or so. And this, and how the, and this shattered their records. That's crazy. I mean, it, it, I mean, I just want to know what sort of pop cultural like phenomenon this is going to become. Cause oh it, yeah, like, like it, pop, hot topic, uh, all these like famous shirts, all these loot boxes and shit. You're gonna see chainsaw men everywhere. Just prepare, and just know that I was cool. When it, me, Wenzel, and JoJo were some of the cool and Pat, originals. And Pat. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one to an extent. I'm the one to introduce it to y'all. Although I love the bit, but I still haven't finished it. Everybody else is finished, ready to finish it, and Pat's the only one, and Pat's the one that started. Literally, to me, Colt, Tanner, Cody, JoJo. And you know what? That's a great bit. It is. It is. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 I know we say it several times. Like this is this the best season. This like. I don't know what could top this in the future. This is an incredible season, and we haven't got to all the other other really good shows. This I, is I can get a guess. Uh, Chainsaw Man season two, Jujutsu Kaisen season two, oh, My fuck. Hero season seven, uh, yeah. um, fucking Studio Trigger or something. So yeah, it's oh, just a I, copy of this. I, I <laughs> it, it, it's just season two of everything we talked about. Which from Mercury and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a bit like us. Obviously, this is a, a seller season. There is so much more out there that you can check out. But and we just we want to hear from you. What were your favorite things? Because like you heard a lot of us. I mean, I I almost don't even want to do what's your favorite because like it doesn't seem fair. No, it's hard, but I can give it a go. All right, if if, if you feel like you have like a like a trio of your favorites, this uh, of what we talked about. I'm gonna go with top three. This is gonna be sound crazy. It's gonna be sound fucking bat shit. Alright, put your dookie on the table and let's hear it. Number three. Three. Probably gonna go to Bleach. Okay. I'm gonna go with Bleach. Number two, it's gonna be Chainsaw Man. Okay. And the number one's gonna be Witch from Mercury. Cause oh, okay. Witch from Mercury, it got me. It got me good, Hell. and it's shaking me around. I got, I'm putting a sock, and I'm currently being slammed against the wall. <laughs> God damn it! Why is that like the third time you've referenced that? I don't know. Because <laughs> we're playing Overwatch, I'm playing a hamster, Hammond, and he he mentioned like that, like one of the characters killing me is like putting me in a sock and slamming me against the wall. I, like, I, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that is funny, but. I, this, I, I, I was kind of feeling that because, like, Chainsaw Man, obviously, Juggernaut, we love it. Killer. But I feel like that fucking preview episode of Witch Mercury is so goddamn good. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it, there's something about it that, that just hits different from other. I mean, like, obviously, we love anime, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I feel like there's just a, a different level of, like, business happening on that that preview that freebie fucking kicked my ass i think i can do my top ones but keep in mind all of these are a huge recommend for me all of them every literally one. every single even one. bleach i'm going to catch up keep up with all of these uh i think for me my number three would be cyberpunk i didn't include cyberpunk because i already finished it and i yeah. feel like that didn't be fair wouldn't be fair yeah um my number two i mean it's got to be my hero because of Mirko. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, number one, Chainsaw Man. 
Like, I know I finished it, but the show is so fucking good already. All right, Joe, do you think you have uh, any any top orientations? I, I mean, top for me is Chainsaw Man. And, uh, honestly, the others can kind of it, be it, interchangeable. It's just, it's, just, it's just a six-way tie for a second. Basically. Yep. Oh, this You're is, not first or last. Uh, this is hard. Like, I, I know I only got to see, like, four of the series, but, like, it might be Cyberpunk. Fuck. <laughs> I like a chainsaw and Mercury are like so goddamn close. I mean, I, I don't know if I can really place it, but like those are my three. And like Bleach is rocking. I know I'm like I feel like I'm going back into a bad relationship, but goddamn it, that sex is so good. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> fuck you good. There's Damn. some good fights in Thousand Year Blood. I thought you were about to say there's some good. As fuck. somebody that recently read <laughs> Bleach. I will agree with Pat. The ending, it was really rushed. There was a lot of stuff that I wish would have been shown. But, like, the first two-thirds of Thousand Year Blood War, fucking, fucking your brains out. There's some coming. fucking You're shooting, bleach. like, three times every time you have sex. You're busting. <laughs> ropes. Just ropes. But some good stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. uh, this will definitely be, like, the fix fix for Bleach's finale. I would hope because like, you know, they could they have all the time and resources to to flesh out what they couldn't do fucking six years ago. God damn it still fucking blows my goddamn mind that Bleach ended the anime ten years ago. Ten, yeah. Oh ten I like I was twenty two. That fucking makes me want to shit my pants. I saw where somebody commented on the backlog boys talking about Mario Brothers. They were like um they're like, you said it was from the 80s, and, like, that was forever ago, and the person was just, like, they, just, oh, they like, died inside. That, or was, like that was, that was, that I was think, Wilkman. Yeah, I was, like. Shout out, Wilkman. It's from the 80s, right? Yeah, it's it's old. Yeah, it's dinosaur times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, hell. Kick-ass season. You're going to be well-served, whatever you pick from the fall anime lineup. I say, go with God. You're going to. Wherever you land, you're gonna find something kick-ass to yes. watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- but I think this, uh, that's about it for us this uh, this edition. Uh, rec- uh, be sure to like, rate, subscribe wherever you find your podcast. We're there: SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all those places. Be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe us. Five stars helps us out, keeps us visible, keeps us in front of new people. We always appreciate you when you do it. You can follow us on Twitter. And Instagram, AYC Podcast, and uh, all you can hear on Letterboxd. But we want to let you know, in case you haven't already heard, you're going to hear about it a lot more, trust me. We have a brand new feed, AYC, it's extra, where we have even more content, more directed, dedicated content over there. Yeah, that's also on all streaming platforms now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, any of your flavors that's on there, we have shows ready to go locked and loaded for you we have cinema grimoire myself jojo and ash talking about classic uh gothic movies from the 90s 80s and beyond we also have the backlog boys starring colton winslow here colt winslow and tanner going gamer mode and we finally did it and we're uh smacking some games upside the head yep yeah and we'll have even more stuff coming out as the days go by so keep an eye out with that just just have even more of all you can hear and that's just going to be a blessing for everybody because, like, you know what? No one does it like us because no one fucking dares to try. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. John lost his name. 
My name's Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Uh, tune in at the end of this month. Backlog Boys attacks an old man. Last of Us. Uh, can you plug uh, the, the Twitter and stuff for them? Oh, yeah. Backlog Boys pod on Twitter uh, with a Z. Backlog Boys. Not Boise. Boy Z. Boys. I was actually trying to set up Colt, but he actually got it. Damn. Good job. <laughs> and uh, SoundCloud, you know, yeah. extra. Pat just said it. You got yeah, it. Yeah, because the first official episode of the Backlog Boys will be out uh, October 26th. Yeah, we have episode zero out right now. Um, oh, God damn it. I, I Okay, so it was funny because I sent Tanner a bunch of names for, the, for that episode zero. I sent him a lot, <laughs> and he was like, uh, I'm going to pick one. I think and- it's the Gamers Strike Back. Oh no! It's it like w- a, a like a new episode zero, a new hope, the turn of the gamers, something like that. A new Hold save. On. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, a new hope, return of the gamers. That's right. There you go. Thank you. Uh, I'm Winslow. You can follow me on Twitter at WinslowWiki. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsy. Go to my Bookstagram where I have Winslow Banters and I talk about books. Uh, Go to my store where I sell prints and stickers, worldofwindsy.bigcartel.com. I also have a link tree in all my bios where you can go to those for all of that stuff. Also for my Kofi, for my letterbox, for my Goodreads. Thank you so much. And go check out Backlog Boys and go watch some anime. And if you give us anything lower than five stars, the boys up top will have to cut off some of our leg hair. And you know what? I've been growing mine out for years. I can't afford to lose that. Yeah. Right. Mario oh. movie came out in 93. Oops. <laughs> that's why Wilkman died inside. But that's that's still fucking. I wasn't even born. That was that's that's the '80s. That's old time dinosaurs. Wait, was was I the only one that was born when that movie came out? Yep. yep. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, JoJo. Uh, my name is Joe. You can follow me on Twitter at jwinibi24 and Jonathan twelve on Lairbox. All right. Good night, everybody. Give your chainsaw dog a kiss.